Well, I believe this is the 10th episode of Hotline League. You're here. We're here. We're going to be talking about so many great things, so many interesting things as Hotline League covers the beginning of NALC yesterday. We are recording this January 22nd. And of course, I'm joined right now by Mark Zimmerman, my constant co-host on the show. How's it going, Mark? Pretty good. I can't believe we had 10 episodes before the first, first season. That sounds sounds like too many. Yeah. Well, we. St- I mean, our first episode was before Worlds. Oh, you're right. That was God, like that was pilot, a, yeah. yeah. All right. Never mind. That makes more sense. Yeah. We, we've, we've been <laughs> slacking, actually. We've been doing about one and a half episodes a month. Uh, no. Uh, and, of course, uh, the return of a frequent co-host, Kelby May. How's it going, Kelby? I'm doing super well. All right. Thanks good. for having me back, guys. Well... Uh, the good news is we've started. You're the only one we could find. Yeah. <laughs> the good news is we've started the show with all of us in sunglasses, which means the YouTube comments will be very angry. As people go, why? Why are they always wearing sunglasses? And how? It's there's no. I have sun. cataracts, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> people are just not. They don't get it. Uh, you know, you try to add some style, some glamour to the stuff, and it it doesn't go. So, well, here let's uh let's go into our normal. How things have been. We can do a check-in. Anything you guys want to talk about before we get into the meat of the show. Mark, uh, how was how's your past week been since we did this? Uh, pretty good. Casted some Academy on Friday, then did the analyst desk for uh, Saturday and Sunday. And that went over without a single hitch. And people continued to not watch. Oh, wait. Never mind. There was one segment <laughs> people watched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll talk about that in a second. Sure. Uh, of course. And then, uh, Kelby, how you been? Are you going to ask me about my week? I was so well, excited. Well, it's been like a month. About that, Travis. It's, it's been a like month? a month since you've been on the show, I think. Oh, yeah? Well, as you know, I've been playing a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the greatest game, Total War, Warhammer 2. Man, I'm super addicted to that game. Uh, I really like the Total War games. I hadn't played one since Rome, and this new one has just got me crazy hooked i'm excited man that's great <laughs> you've been talking about this for months so i don't know why we're bringing it up now because uh, that's what i've been doing for the past month yeah well that's great uh i would like to give a shout out really quickly um I, there's been a surge of people doing this recently and i i want to thank them that a lot of people whether it's this gaff tape which yes i know make jokes about my last name it's we're all really impressed uh or it's this uh cable for a light or these batteries there's been a, a surge of folks uh supporting uh the production that i do uh from the amazon wish list and i want to i want to thank all of them uh there's somebody who's just named a big fan and i swear to god that person has purchased half of the stuff there's a, somebody named hudson who had some stuff coming through I'm, i can't list off everybody because a lot of people have been helping but didn't uh, you get something from daddy yeah you gave me a christmas gift yes uh, did you true. just refer to yourself as daddy? So th- I got <laughs> during so Christmas, funny. I got two gifts uh, and I opened it was, you know, uh, frequently people recently have been purchasing stuff off my wish list. And I got one of the, the messages I got was love daddy on two of these gifts. <laughs> and I'm like, interesting. I tweeted something about like, you know, who I don't know who this is, but I, I appreciate it. And then Lo and behold, it's Calby's Christmas gifts to me, and he signed it that way, and expected me to know that that was him. And it got yeah, really awkward you know when my dad like stopped by to visit, and like the the gift receipts were out on the desk, and I like hoped he hadn't noticed them because it'd be kind of hard to explain. He's like, "Wait, I didn't." 
it's an interesting situation. So, uh, but anyway, thank you for everybody who's helping uh, to support with all that stuff. It's actually been really cool, um, and we've, we're using a ton of that gear. So, thank you very much. Uh, anyway, moving on to the top story of the week, and maybe the only story of the week uh, is NALCS. Uh, it's back. There's all sorts of interesting mm-hmm. stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have a ton of people calling in about how TSM and CLG suck, which is <laughs> what I'm, I don't, I'm not saying they suck, but, uh, and, and by the way, we you should put question this. marks They're they're, yeah. they're not declaratives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I, I feel like that's what the callers are going to talk about. And by the way, a lot of people have been giving Mark and me crap about what the callers call in about. We can't control that. We're not just like picking yeah. the most extreme things. Like um, someone will, will say like, I want it, like I think TSM will do bad this year. And I'm like, great, that's a different opinion. And then I put them in the thing. And when I go to check them, I don't check their question. I'm just like, does your microphone work? Okay, you sound reasonable, bring yeah. them in. And that's the first time we hear their question. So yeah. if, if their reasoning is booty, that's, there's no way I can I can do anything about that unless we slow this show yeah. down. To and I don't think pace. I don't think we want the show to become. We've already heard all these arguments and now they come on and we you know it's like it's, yeah. the hot takes are hot. You know that's how yeah. You need to have booty callers for sure. Makes it entertaining. Mark, uh, yes. the the State Farm analyst desk premiered this weekend. Uh, State you, Farm analyst desk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. And you. You had prefaced that there was going to be some interesting changes. Jet had retired from casting. You saw that, Kelby, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah it was led the broadcast. Yeah. Retired might be a strong word. I, I mean, they've been like... using that word all over the oh, place. Oh, have they? Okay. Seems okay. Very okay. dramatic. I mean, that's what they used on uh, the dive. I didn't know if that was a Jet retires title. from casting. I think it was the clickbait that they used there. Well, right. So whatever. He he might cast again in the future, but at least like regular season stuff. He's and and postseason. I'm pretty sure he's like I'm the analyst desk. Sure. So yeah. I'm gonna hand I'm gonna hand the the mic over to you here because one I want you. There's already people in the Twitch chat asking. We're gonna get to questions later on. If you haven't watched the show before, we take callers. Uh, they come in through Discord. Mark will tell you how that works, and then he's gonna talk to us a little bit about how the analyst desk went this weekend. Yeah. So to start, I'm spamming in. Twitch chat, the Discord link. How you get on this show is you go join that Discord. You need to join the voice general or general two channels. So that way I can add you to the call when we get to your question, if we pick it. And then the way that you kind of submit your question is there's the text general channel. So I'll be parsing through there every now and then grabbing people if I like their their uh, hot takes. Remember, we don't just want questions like Sometimes questions are fine if it's like, why is this happening? And it's an interesting one. But if it's just like, why did TSM lose? That's not great. Um, you know, try and have your own opinions to share with us and then we can debate them. Uh, so that's how the show is going to work, everybody. Please join the Discord if you're not in here yet. And then with regards to the analyst desk, um, there's two things to talk about, two major feedback points. And I will be doing a blame game most likely on this. Uh, so I don't want to go like too re- repeating myself here, but. Uh, one point of criticism was you didn't give FlyQuest their props. And it was disrespectful to FlyQuest. It was their first win of the season. They took down TSM, which just in terms of name recognition is a big deal. And people thought that they deserved the credit. Um, and one of the things we're changing this year about the analyst desk, generally speaking, is we're not just going to be a recap show, like a recap segment. I don't think anyone finds that particularly interesting. 
you just watch the whole game. The, anal- the the casters have a couple minutes where they talk about what just happened in the game again. And then you go to the interview with the winner, usually. And then it comes to us. And I don't think you want us to just talk about what you just been, been, been watching for 40 minutes. So we will be going more in-depth and specific on things um, and having real opinions versus just like, Hey, here's what happened. 22 minutes in the game. Great engage by Onda there. Really impressive stuff. You know, um, we want to talk about real issues that are going on. So it sucks for FlyQuest that like they were kind of the first one to to feel that where it's like Onda played great. And Azael talked a fair amount in the cast about that. So like, I don't feel like we need to hit that going forward. And of course, we're going to be monitoring community feedback and, and hopefully people get more used to this identity of the analyst desk where we actually bring opinions and analysis versus being more recap focused and of course it will be recap heavy because it's right after the game but it's not just a broad recap very good and i mean so you uh, there for those that don't know why mark is ranting about this there was a lot of community feedback kind of flaming the analyst desk because people don't realize the new setup for it and uh, and so this is a different situation i think yeah and so the other thing that of why people were very divided on that segment was because we quote unquote criticized Bjergsen and uh, you know, we can talk if you want about that, the actual reasoning in there. What I would say is that like no one on production who worked on that segment walked away, like nailed it. Um, I don't think any of us were like, yeah, we killed that segment. That's exactly how we wanted it to go. At the top of the day, Jet had a line that I really liked where he said, Bjergsen's definitely not the problem. But he's not the solution right now. And I think that's what we were trying to get across with that segment. Um, and people felt like we were just because the whole segment was dedicated to him. They weren't used to seeing it. They like that kind of segment. They were thought that we were just railing on him. And I think like some in some places, my wording was overly negative more so than I wanted. So, I mean, I, I think we can do a much better job going forward. And if people's takeaway from that segment was we just bashed Bjergsen, I don't think we did a great job. Because what we did was we didn't watch the broadcast. We had an individual observer that Jat and I solely watched from Bjergsen's perspective. So we had more insight on every – like we talked about every decision he made, item power spikes, all this stuff while we're building this segment. Um, and like no one else has that level of – had like that opportunity because that's not – you can't just watch a Bjergsen POV stream, which is like kind of what we were doing essentially. So um, – yeah, we were very, very critical and analytical because we wanted to basically like the big criticism against Bjergsen is he doesn't some, some people call him basically a KDA player like, you know, he's playing for KDA. And, and that was actually a great game to to kind of go in depth on that perspective. And I don't think Bjergsen's a KDA player at all. Yeah. Do you think Jad is TSM Jet? I don't think anyone thinks that anymore after that segment. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's fair. Kelby, uh, did you watch the segment? Mm, no, I didn't see the segment. I only Travis. watched the games. Travis, yeah. did you see it? Everyone's Thanks, still Kelby. skipping the analyst test. <laughs> so you're going to start doing. watching, Kelby. That's what we want to change around here. <laughs> no, we, had, we had lunch and you asked me to look at it and I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Yeah, dude, yeah, it was only like six hours ago. I understand. I, <laughs> you, you, probably, you probably, I, you probably I had to take have five minutes. I had to take Spellsy to the grocery store. And that took six hours. I, this guy has not been in an American grocery store in three years. You would be surprised at how long it took him to accomplish some things. You know, if he's what he's probably watching right now. He's very upset. I'll check it out though. Now that you've mentioned it for sure. the grocery store. Well, it depends. Was it Whole Foods? No, it was Ralph's. Eh. 
Yeah, Actually, Kelby only shops at Amazon affiliated grocery stores. Oh my god, yeah. that fucking store. Whatever. I don't shop at Whole Foods. I fucking hate Whole Foods. Whoops. All right, I won't tell Jeff. Uh, the point is, Jeff makes a lot of other great. The point is, I think we're ready for questions. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm just trying to. Think or I guess if you want to, if you want to keep talking about it, we can. But no, I mean, I think I think people will all see. I, I guess my question for you would be, how do you feel like the new analyst desk went overall? Like, overall, you, I was. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, overall, I think we are happy with the desk. And there's a lot more stuff we want to do, like more assets that we want to be able to play with. Like, I personally am looking to, like, get a just giant mini map that takes up the whole screen. So that, like, when we talk about more macro-based stuff as opposed to individual stuff, we have that supporting element, stuff like that. But overall, I think uh, we like where it's headed, but we just it's the first weekend we're doing it. We need to get better. Very good. Kelby, what did you think of NALCS? Ooh, um, well, I think that, hmm, I was, we, this is something like not about the games actually, but kind of about production. We had talked about this before in our group. I was hoping to see that Riot like would maybe do something a little bit different with like production uh from this year to last year in regards to like i don't know i i I mean of course they're going to use the same studio and they're probably going to use the same stage but i was like looking to see maybe like different graphic assets and and stuff like that because i was actually super and i know this is leak focus show but i've been super pessimistic on owl and they really protest uh impressed me from a production standpoint yeah yeah overwatch league their production is so good. It looks dope as fuck. I love all their graphics. Obviously, like their stage and studio is something that they've had time to recently iterate on. And, you know, Ride is kind of working with something that's older. But like, I don't know. I I just I just kind of didn't see anything change there. And I was maybe, I don't know, maybe Ride's happy with it. I was kind of hoping <laughs> to see something get upped a little bit. And that was my personal take on it mark before no no i don't, no, I don't no, know where, i don't know which take you're about to go but i'm just saying for me i i really like the look and feel of owl i feel like for all the games watchability issues i think their in-game ui and all of their graphics and their lead-in segments and everything it looks so good i like it a lot it's really good um and then the games uh, i don't know i got results that i wanted but i assume we'll talk about results based stuff yeah. in a little bit here so we don't need to dive into it yeah yeah um just for, for like some of the feature things like i think i don't know how much i'm allowed to talk about this but i i think don't say anything you shouldn't yeah i don't think this is too remember the show needs to be successful so we can get sponsors so say whatever will get us the views <laughs> I, was, I was about to be like how does that factor i'm not gonna like go on a racist rant but then i realized yeah. <laughs> no i um i think there are more changes coming in the production side that we w- wished we could have got live week one that okay. won't come out probably for a while. So I, I don't know. Like, there's, there's upgrades coming. Yeah, there's cool. upgrades coming and it sucks that it wasn't week one. So it wasn't like new league, new yeah. desk, new yeah. players, new world, you know, kind of thing. I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah I, I'm glad that uh, Kelly brought that up because I kind of did feel the same way. Like 
you know, you've got a brand new LCS. You've you've taken away one of the stages. Uh, you've just had, and I, I not that I feel like League needs to do everything because Overwatch League has done it, but it would have been nice to see both of these things debut in a kind of an interesting way, um, mm-hmm. and and new, and so sort of seeing that it was there wasn't really much besides banner changes in the studio to to accommodate the new teams. I think is a little disappointing, but. Still good. Uh, the other thing that I want to talk about really, really quickly before we get the callers in, um, just to kind of wet their whistle, uh, Kelby, you were mentioning to me in the, in the Skype chat that we talk in mm-hmm. how different and how interesting it was to s- compare the, you know, looking at TSM and CLG, who mm-hmm. both had disappointing weekends. You yeah. go to each one of their subreddits and you see very different tones from the communities yeah. there. Uh, maybe you can kind of take, you know, share your take on how that looks. Yeah, I just uh, this is this is probably the season that I'm going to be watching League the most since uh, I left League of Legends professionally and moved on to you yeah. Know, when you were a pro league player, as, no, I mean like working and you know in a League of Legends based organization. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you know, good game was split across a bunch of different games, and now uh, you know I work much more with closely with League of Legends teams again, so I'm watching it more. Um, and I'm just super interested in where esports is going right now. But yeah, it's uh, I hadn't I hadn't been super tapped in, and I never really had seen. Obviously, I'd been on the CLG subreddit a bunch in the past, um, but I hadn't really ever checked out the TSM subreddit. And oh man, I love the the food delivery. Um, the CLG <laughs> subreddit was pretty much like the same tone that I've always seen when losses happen. It's like they're kind of just like it's 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 sad, and I'm a little bit biased because you know I obviously have a strong connection with CLG. They're they're just kind of like down in the dumps, kind of like, man, this sucks. Like broken heart kind of thing. The TSM subreddit is essentially just like making jokes and flaming their players, Um, which I just thought was really funny. It's like week one. They're, they're just doing like meme jokes. You know, it's not like, like the T like the CLG jokes that they do is like, we fucking suck. We need to like bench people like they're, they're kind of upset that the TSM people are just like memeing, I guess. Uh, it's it's very interesting. And it's also very interesting to me, too. I see this dichotomy all the time on Reddit where people love to bring up this thing where like, oh, yeah, you guys wanted double lift off the team. You were all complaining and bitching in here. And now that, you know, Sven and Mithy have a bad week, you all are saying it was a bad decision. You guys can never make up your mind. Like people always like think that Reddit is one person and people flip flop all the time instead of remembering that like Reddit is millions of people. And in the threads that are bashing people, like the people who share that opinion will go into that and upvote it. And the people who don't share that opinion will stay away from it and vice versa. You know? So like, yeah. And some people do flip flop. Like you could have been excited about Sven and Mithy and been like, yeah, double lift is gone. And then, the guy who never wanted double lift gone suddenly is like, see, you shouldn't have fucking budge double lift. And then yeah, yeah. someone kind of is like, you know what? You're right. We suck yeah. now. And yeah, people yeah it's, it's, it's interesting Kyle, because actually when I looked, I felt like the TSM subreddit was more down. Like when I looked at their com, a lot of their comments, maybe I looked at it over the weekend and you looked at it today or something. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of comments that were like, same old TSM can't communicate, can't make plays, just look like they're dead. You know, Bjerg's yeah. just hanging out, you know, and then so maybe there was kind of like a counter reaction that took place mm-hmm. today. But 
my argument had always been that TSM has it worst when they're losing because they gain their viewer, their their fans mostly because they are a winning team. So when they fail to like fulfill the promise that the fans came in for, you know, they get they get flamed pretty hard. Yeah, I I just saw like way more one liners and like the the most toxic one I've ever seen is the TL one last year in the in the middle of theirs because like that's when like when because I, I personally feel and I could be wrong here when people like see the same bad shit happen over and over again like as a TSM fan it's probably easier to look at this and be like oh two week whatever the boys will turn around we've never missed a, a championship final or something like that right but if you're like a TL fan or a CLG fan you're like oh fuck same story again like why am I even here it's just kind of it has more of an air of despair around it I guess I, I kind of agree. Well, so I haven't checked the subreddit ones, but at least like the post match discussion threads with with TSM, like there were some fucking funny jokes in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There like was. The, it was good stuff. Yeah, people there was, just there was one back about memes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. even like new ones, just like when double or when a uh, Bjergsen put down his Rizal and only Mike Young took it into the bear pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They what were like TSM. He, he's like a ward. They're like Bjergsen yeah. just warded the pit. <laughs> it was such a fucking good joke. Yeah, yeah. it is. I, there's not. I do feel like, and I'm sure EULCS post-game threads have some good stuff in them too, but god damn, I love that, the memes that come out of the NALCS post-match threads. Yeah. Oh, all right. So, should I go get somebody? Yeah, I think we should start collecting callers. Uh, if you guys don't know how this works, there's a Discord. We'll type the Discord, into, uh, well, the Discord command into Twitch so you can hop in. Share your question. If you are a sub, uh, you have to sometimes give Discord a second to sync it, but... You get access to a sub chat, and so there, you can put your questions there. It's more likely you'll get selected just because there's less people spamming in there. Um, and that's kind of something we if do. If you to donate, you're incredibly here. likely to get selected, right, Travis? Casey's joined the show. Casey, how's it <laughs> hey, going? What do you up? got for us? What's your take on the weekend? Wait, where's um, Casey calling from? We oh, need yeah. Casey's Casey, calling. Sorry, what from. the hell? Been a bit. Hey, where, where are you calling from? Houston, Texas. Houston, nice. Texas. Okay, so are Outlaws you a... Uh, fan? Oh, sorry. A clutch <laughs> fan. Clutch <laughs> gaming. Hell yeah. Yeah, clutch <laughs> gaming. Okay, are you are you legitimately getting back in clutch because of the Houston thing? Uh, Yeah, I love clutch just because I'm from Houston, yeah. I'm okay. born in Houston, raised in Houston, so it's all yeah. about clutch city. Very good. I just want to talk about uh like how they did today. It wasn't like... I think it was from their pick and ban that where they really messed up, you know. Uh, I watched the uh, LS do a VOD review of um, the Echo Fox Clutch Gaming uh, game, and it just he he said like from the beginning like they lost as soon as they got Azir because there was like uh, Phoenix with his Azir is honestly like his best champion. So he's honestly, thirteen and five, and went to fourteen and five after that game. Yeah. So, like, that's his best champion, honestly, in uh, my opinion. And once they gave it up to him, they should have banned it out. Uh, once they gave it up to him, the game was uh, from, like, from there, like, the from the pick and ban. Like, it was pretty much over. And I think Clutch Gaming is a good team, but I think they honestly have... Uh, I think their coaching is where their weak weakness is this year. Uh, they need a better coaching staff and, like, a better pick ban phase. And I think they could uh, honestly be top five. Which is a a fair point and an interesting thing to bring up because so much of of the conversation around Clutch has been about their infrastructure. This is a team that's supposed to be investing heavily into the infrastructure. Originally, yeah. sort of the way that 
you know, Riot had like a one-liner for each one of these teams whenever they mm-hmm. unveiled them, and the idea was supposed to be like clutches he- investing heavily into analytics and numbers. Then later, you kind of realize like actually yeah. they're doing a lot of kind of old school like just watching vods and trying to figure out people from that rather than like some sort of robot machine they've built for this. But uh, I think their pig ban was just terrible in this game. Yeah, and so it's just weird that if they are losing on that side or if that's yeah. the reason they're losing it's weird that we're hearing that from clutch which is mm-hmm. supposed to be strong in that area yeah uh, mark what did you think of their games uh i got really hyped after their first game i thought forbidden and lyra look really good and then i was i was hoping to see them like take it to phoenix who can play pretty aggressive but like mm-hmm. casey said they gave him his best champ and then he kind of shit on Febiven. Yeah. and you know in the top lane Huni's gonna shit on solo yeah. and now no you have two no matter what, yeah, yeah. So you have two losing lanes. Dardock's playing aggressive. He had, I think, Dardock actually played. He played great. Close to better than Huni that game. Um, all three of them just shit on the top side of the map, and both teams have bot lanes that are just looking to go mostly even or like eke out slight advantages based off matchups. So like, yeah, I, I didn't love the pick ban, um, but yeah. I think potentially another thing is people might just be sleeping on Echo Fox a little bit much. I know I was. Nah, Echo Fox will be a top three team this spring split, I believe, um, with. Cloud9 and, and TL. But um, Apollo and Hakuho did pretty good. They didn't, like, shit the bed or anything. I think Clutch Gaming is a really good team. They could be top five. They just need to work on their pick and ban and, like, watch watch the other teams, like, and, like, watch their solo queues, like, see who they play, like, get to know more of the other teams and what, what champs they're playing, you know, and just to figure out what they need to be banning out, picking out. Like, their coaching staff just needs to work on that. I think they could be a top five team. So, Casey... In the past, yeah. people call in and they say something like, C9 is not going to make playoffs, TSM is not going to make finals. You came in with a pretty respectable take, and then in your discussion, you just casually mentioned you don't think CLG or TSM will make top three. So I'm very curious uh, if you want to expand on that, because you set Twitch CLG, on fire. <laughs> Sorry about Twitch. Um, <laughs> I think CLG could... Couldn't make it. I don't, oh, okay, TSM couldn't make it, but like they just need to calm down. Like they're just they're too nervous. They just really need to just just chill out. You know, they just need to chill out. I think that's really what what would be best for them. And just like if what Vince Garen is saying is true, like how they're always yelling at each other and getting super serious, they just need to take a chill pill and like just uh just like have some like friendly discussions, like not yell at each other. They could be easily in the finals this spring. Or Casey, what is your preferred method of chilling out? Like, what's your what's your chill pill, so to speak? They just need to watch like some anime or something like all together. <laughs> <and you're> like, <laughs> they just need to all like watch some friendly anime or just go outside and play some basketball. You know, just do whatever they need to do to chill out because they're just. I know Bjergsen seems super stressed. You know, it doesn't really seem right for them. Like they're just putting too much weight on their shoulders, and I don't think that's really good for them. Yeah. Mark, Travis, do you guys see Clutch as a top five team? I don't see them as a top three team, which is what... uh, No, I said No, he said for Echo Vox. Oh, Echo Vox, sorry, sorry. Uh, I mean, the the problem is, and I'm going to be sort of the voice of reason, hopefully, over the course of (laughs) the show, because I ultimately, like, they're best of ones... And and do I do I think there's a pretty good chance TSM could have won this weekend had it been best of threes because in the past we've seen them lose best of ones very very quickly. Yes, I do think that. So I think that it's it's hard to take away too much from this weekend. And mm-hmm. 
yes, Clutch could be top five, but Clutch could also be bottom five. You know, like these teams could be all over the place. We just don't know yet. But it's fun to speculate based off this weekend. Yeah. Yep. I think Can I uh, speculate? Yeah. yeah, go for it. So I think that Clutch are pretenders right now. Uh, I think that, like, so there are two matches this weekend. Like, yeah. I think that Golden Guardians at this point, unfortunately, I'm sorry, yeah. Hunter, uh, not the strongest opponent. And then, like, Echo Fox, like, just shit on them in that game. Yeah, uh, and the the concern that I have for Clutch is that, like, I do, when I look at their talent roster, and it's, it's definitely too early to tell, but this is just my feeling. When I look at their talent roster um, compared to the other teams, I feel like the top five is too crowded for them to be there right now. Um, and especially since I don't even... I'm, I think that Echo Fox, what we saw from Echo Fox this weekend is like the upper end of where we will see them. I want to see what happens to Echo Fox when they hit some adversity um, and lose like a best of one. And then yeah. the Dardock factor uh, comes into play. And maybe when um, like Huni gets a little bit more, you know, away from his LCK skills and becomes more of an NA top laner, uh, you know, like how that pans out for them in the long term. But I'm, I am not sold on, on clutch yet. The, the, I need to see more quality wins than than Golden Guardians to put them in the top five. Well, okay. Yeah, let's... I think I'm just biased. So yeah, it's probably uh, just me being a Houston person. That's fair. It's fun to start. I mean, we would never been able to have this conversation before, where somebody calls in from a region with loyalty to a team. To a team. So it's kind of yeah. cool. Hey, Casey, thank you cool. so much for calling in. I really appreciate. it. All right. Thank you so yeah. much for having me. All right. While Mark is grabbing the next caller, I do need to catch up on some uh, subs that have come in. McHugh subbed. Uh, Ray Kiri, Claus right. Anderson, Rory the Fish, Wrath of Khan, uh, Dasland White Knight. I think that's how it's, it is. Dr. Okay. Manhattan is back with the two months. And we're joined right now by Silent. Silent, where are you calling from? Uh, Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. Okay. What microphone are you using? Because it sounds like, sounds like yeah, you're no, it's really bad. My yes. other one broke, so I'm on like a super backup mic. Okay, well, uh, no worries, we can hear you. Uh, Tampa, Florida. So, what do you got for us? Um, well, last I kind of stole my hot take, but I think Echo Fox is going to fourth this split, and if nothing too major happens, they can uh, finish even higher, maybe in the summer. Okay, so why aren't you concerned that Dardock will ruin the team? Because that's what everyone's going to say. <laughs> I think that. Uh, while emotional states can definitely like turn a team and from a good team to a bad team, I don't think that if if you're winning and that changes your mentality, then if you're losing, you know, like if you have a team of five players and they're all very emotional and you guys lose games and you guys lose games, and, then you're obviously going to clash and have tears in the team. But I think if you have one player who's, you know, been shown to be emotional and uh, I don't know what other words you want to use to describe him, that as long as like Huni is, you know, doing his thing up in the top lane and uh, your bot lane is doing their, uh, you know, what they did last year and, you know, making fourth place, I think that they can like keep, you know, a high enough skill level that he's happy, I guess. Mark, is Echo Fox a top three team? I wouldn't say top three um, because there's always the other foot. But what I will say is I think I... I and some other people underrated just how like good their skill ceiling is as much as yeah. Loco hates that term. Like we need to remember that in terms of like game slash series in the regular season, Huni has lost three times in a year. Like 
This guy's no fucking joke. He's probably the best player in NALCS. I would I would actually say that yeah. pretty definitively. I think, I think yeah, I think right now probably. Right. So like I I think if you factor that they have the number one player in the league, a mid laner who never really had problems going toe to toe with anyone, it was more like macro and stuff like that. A very like a pretty good bot lane, not great like but like, you know, middle of the pack. Like that's that's a pretty good roster and like Dardock is obviously when he's on Dardock's a god and when he's not he looks he doesn't look great so like the, the when these guys are working out they like are going to beat anyone in the league I think so that's pretty scary to, to say that they're like not going to f- finish that highly yeah I think that like when Travis was interviewed with Rick Fox like he seemed super invested in you know like channeling uh, all of his resources and like sports knowledge and that kind of stuff into maintaining like a good atmosphere you know, because like I'm sure that when he picked, when he was talking to people who uh, decided who to pick, they told him about Dardock's issues. So and I I'm think. Sure that was- did you happen to see? Uh, I know I tend to do this a lot on the show now. It, it My was originally a joke. With, uh, it was originally a joke, but I I actually. It's good content. People should see it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, silent. You know, I watched one with Echo Fox. Yeah. Did you see? No. Did you see the one with Jared Jeffries, who's the president of Echo Fox? Oh no, that one older one. No, it, it came out the day after. Thanks a lot. Oh, the point is, is, well, no, I mean, I isn't as good. Why would you watch your Jeff? Yeah, no. Well, so, uh, you know, I, with all due respect to Rick, I do think that Jared Jeffries, who is also a former pro athlete, is probably more. The sense I got is that he's actually more involved in building these teams now, specifically the League of Legends one over the the break. And so that interview was more about building the roster, how they came to it. I, I'd recommend if people are interested in, in learning more about that Echo Fox roster to check it out because I, I think he gave some really good answers. One of the things that he said was that because I brought up the question of do you are you concerned about this? And he said, you know, the thing that I talked to when I talked to everybody about these players, they all said that the issues were in game, not out of game. And as long as these guys are good people, I am confident we can work through the in game issues, which is a fair argument to make, right? Is that if it, Kelby's, Kelby's, uh, he seems Have skeptical. You watched Breaking Point? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so the question I is say the Breaking I'm Point environment was not playing good. 1v9 yeah. in between series. In, or in between matches in a playoff series or fucking I don't even so you, you can say whatever you want about Dardock's like emotional uh, or ability to control his emotions but I don't think I've ever heard anyone myself included say he's a bad kid like yeah me. but that doesn't make it that doesn't necessarily mean that you create an environment for a team that's you know well, like sure, a good sure, winning sure. atmosphere sure, I'm, just, I'm just saying Travis's point about like as long as they're all good people, which you know maybe emotions. Oh, yeah. Well, so but, that, but, but I, w- I would have maintained that Dardock's a good kid. Yeah, and so I think if okay, if you are Jared Jeffries, because the other I think I titled that interview with the quote of, um, you know, none of these guys are going to be worse than what I've seen in the NBA. NBA, yeah. Yeah, and so if you are somebody, oh, you found the interview. Yeah, I, oh, maybe not. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, if you if you are one of the, if you are this guy and you you've seen all this you've experienced all this in the NBA and you are confident that you can work through issues related to personality stuff related to the game, 
Dardoch's a pretty good risk for you to take. And no offense to TL, but I don't think TL in 2016 was a really good environment for somebody who has issues in-game to, like, get better. Like, I just don't think Steve and Loco and all those guys were really able to make... Like, Steve was in the middle of raising, uh, selling his company, essentially... Uh, Loco, I don't think has had developed, and, and we'll see this year. Maybe it's, it's changed, but had developed into the mature type of person that could solve this kind of stuff. Um, I I don't know. It I, it's given me after that interview series, it kind of changed the perspective that I had on Echo Fox, and I wasn't surprised to see them do well this weekend. And I am, I would not be surprised to see them continue to do well. I have a lot of faith in their ability to work through issues, so we'll see. <laughs> I think that them and Liquid are, the, are, in my opinion, the two teams that just, like straight up upgraded. Like I, I mean, yeah. like, all, all, I, like every single role was a straight up upgrade. Uh, like they're basically uh, one of the new four teams because there's no real like takeover from their last year. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I saw that actually super impressed me is um, the clips that they had uh, from some of their games where you hear like the in-game comms, like Dardox communication in their in-game comms like setting up and then playing through fights it's not just feeding information the the direction that he's providing and calling and stuff in these fights was like super impressive to me i was like damn yeah. this guy I, yeah. I would like to play with this guy this would be fun you know this, this may sound kind of i know not true but i think that the breaking point was made to be dramatic you know i mean like obviously it, i thought it's true and that, that definitely happened but i think that they obviously made it seem like I mean, not like painting him as a bad guy, but way more, you know, worse than he actually. I don't think he's like. I mean, remember, this was a guy that split across like three different teams last year. Yeah. Yeah. The moral signed him to a three year deal and talked about how great it was going to be, and he was gone by the end of that split. So. But I don't think. Also, uh, based off the fact that they didn't even include some of the worst stuff that I. Like, I know. Yeah, Mark seen the <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Mark seen the director's cut, and it's gruesome. No, That's NC seventeen. You can't publish happening. that shit on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like some of it wasn't shot because like they didn't have the cameras around for it, you know. Yeah. So like, trust me when I say because the cameras were broken. Because Darnock had gone on a rampage. <laughs> he, like you know what Super saying? Like the force of yeah. it just like broke the camera lens. Yeah. Silent, uh, thank you for the call. Uh, and and Mark, before you go, I, I want to pull you into another conversation. But thanks so much, Silent. Thank you so much. Oh, Sliant. I've been mispronouncing yeah. your name. Oh, I shit. Don't, I didn't want, cor- want to correct you. You guys. should always no, you correct, can correct me. Travis. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I tried to when you said my sub, but you didn't hear me, so I assumed that. Sliant, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Mark, and to clarify real quick, the, the the point about not putting the worst stuff in is not specifically about Dardock. It's just like the overall team atmosphere. There were things that were not put in there that, or I don't even know if they, that footage what, exists. What do you know, comments. Mark? I'm just Jamie saying like. has already texted me. What happened? Nothing. I'm not going to say what happened. Up. I just know that diff- like everyone. I'm not going to say what happened. He knows. Possible. They didn't make everyone look as bad as they co- possibly could have is what I'd say. All right, everybody. Oh, just from here on out, we all know. Salacious. There's, there's this footage missing from Breaking Point. Yeah. I don't know if there's footage. I just said like oh. I was friends with a lot of people in the, the org. The full story hasn't been told. <laughs> Maybe, maybe we'll get some more courageous filmmakers that will go back and tell the true What was the other story. thing you want to talk about? Um, Hooney, you, you uh, because I think people will freak out if we gloss over that. So you think Hooney is the best player in North American LCS right now? I thought more about it. After um, you made that statement? Like, no, no, no. I mean, I okay. thought more about Echo Fox's ranking. And I was like, who's a better like carry than Hooney? Like, legitimately. Jensen? 
Twitch chat said Jensen. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Jensen, I think, is close. I'd, I'd say B. Erickson's close. But I feel like week one, Hooney had the most impact of any player. Have you heard of a little boy I like to call Peter Ping? Yep. I mean, all of TL played super well. Hooney, like, Hooney buried solo in that game like so flame flame was like the number he was like the all pro first or second team last split and he shit on him for daring to blind pick gp against him yeah yeah, yeah. so like you need to remember like i think i kind of like went to like huni in korea with my mindset on him his time in europe and his time in north america was like unprecedentedly dominant and if he's gonna bring that back this year like that's scary yeah all right. Well, we're, I'm excited to see how this develops. What do you think that do you think Huni will stay the best over the course of the split? I don't think he has the best team, and so I think you'll you'll see people outperform him. Yeah. At sometimes, and I, I wouldn't be confident saying that Huni is my favorite for MVP right now. But I think you can make a case that he's the best player in the NELCS. Yeah. yeah. A lot of teams are going to start game planning for him if they yeah. haven't already now. Especially. I mean, you heard you heard FlyQuest in one of their interviews be like, we didn't take Pickban seriously enough for us Echo Fox, and they spent a lot more time in their second game. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is why I'm pretty bullish on Echo Fox. I, you know, I, arguably everybody has been. They just cite the concerns or whatever. But people also forget that Alltech and Adrian uh, were a huge component in Diggs' run last year. Of uh, mm-hmm. looking pretty strong, so Huni was on a more, or excuse me, Adrian was on the Immortals with Huni that yeah. shit on everybody. Yep, and he has an I eight. <laughs> I'm getting the next guest. All right, uh, continuing on with shoutouts to folks. Uh, Doctor Manhattan resubbed Hotline League with Kelby. Hell yeah, he says the real Rando one, the classic three nine four Rocky zero zero. And Kiwi Mullet Boy resubbed for three months. Woo, much love from New Zealand. He says, Dragonborn 206. And we're back with Bacchetto. Bacchetto, we, talk, we talked Bacchetto. about this before. There Bacchetto. you go, Bacchetto, yeah. Uh, remind me where you're from, Bacchetto. I'm from Saskatchewan, Canada. That's right, Canada. from the deep northern reaches of Saskatchewan, yeah. Yes. Canada. Yeah. What are you, did you have to clean off ice from your... Your satellite dish it's, to get in this car. It's, it's actually really warm right now. It's like it's only like minus four or something like that. Oh, good, yeah, only minus. Four. So you know, it was sixty-five no. today, and Travis and I were like, "Man, we have to put on pants to go outside." We, yeah. Yeah, we it was sixty-five degrees. We were sitting outside. We got lunch. We were sitting outside. We were like, "Oh, it's kind of cold out here. We should move inside." Jeez, yeah. I mean, I, and that's minus four Celsius. I have no idea what that is in Fahrenheit. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if it exists. It's like Fahrenheit. I'm like from twenty-six America. or something. No idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's close to freezing, just under freezing. So yeah, it's all good. Uh, so what do you want to talk about? So uh, a lot of people were talking about kind of like this Bjergsen criticism and like why is TSM uh, doing so poorly? Like their first O2 week in LCS history, something like that. And I think I when I saw the TSM like their new roster, I was like, this looks so similar what they tried to do in early 2016 when they brought in yellow star and then like they completely revamped the roster and if people remember that did not go that great they were like oh we're gonna bring in yellow star he's gonna be a shot caller it'll take the burden off bjergsen he can just be like a pure carry and it didn't work out for them then and it looks like um the shot calling kind of rift is also not working for them now i think part of the reason why bjergsen 
was able to do such a good job is because he was kind of forced in that shot calling role. Like he said multiple times, he doesn't want to be a shot caller, but kind of the team needed him to be. And I think Reggie like pushed him into that role a lot. So every time they try and get him off that role, it seems like TSM has such like a Christ like crisis that they don't know what to do. And Bjergsen suddenly is playing super passively because he's not really like in control of the game and he's not being able to exert himself on the map as well. So, so but well, Kato, I, well, with real all- quick, but Kato, I thought you you had something more about the uh, the analyst test segment. I thought I saw you. Was that not you? Oh, I I, I, post, I posted like multiple. <laughs> he baited tests. you in with the analyst what? test <laughs> thing, but you really right. want to talk about TSO. <laughs> These people who come in and, and like, post multiple things, I pull them for something, and then they they keep posting, and I'm like. I, I, don't even I know. love it. He's like, yeah. okay, what? What can Whatever. I? Whatever. He's, he's in here now, and we're talking about this. What can I? I mean, put I in can, there that'll just work to I bait thought, I, thought, I thought your explanation of like what kind of the analyst the analyst test happened, like where none of you are really necessarily happy with how how it went across. So I don't know. I didn't want to like riff on you too bad for that. Oh, bring it on, dude. Oh, if you want to. all right. One thing. <laughs> here. First things first. The only thing, and, and I, I think you're uh, also all due respect, respect, Bucketto. I think your argument sucks. So we'll quickly move on to the other one after I dismantle it. But Damn. Okay. I, I think <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kind of. Uh, the point is, <laughs> I think that you're falling into the trap that I see a lot of people go into, and I, I certainly understand why because the, it's easy to fall for this narrative of like a single shot caller, like who is the leader. It's my understanding that last year. You know, the shot calling was split between uh, Bjerg oh and Hanser and Peter, mostly Peter and Bjerg. But that it's not a and but for for Reggie, whenever he was trying to figure out what to, how to solve his offseason issue, it wasn't like oh we need to get an, a shot caller so Bjerg can just concentrate on carrying. It was our jungle and our support do not communicate enough in game. And we need those guys to communicate uh, with each other and the rest, with the rest of the team. And so they try to find very uh, outspoken, communicative people to fill those roles. I don't think it was ever a shot-calling situation. So I, I can see why you would want to draw a comparison to the Yellow Star thing, where it's like, okay, we're going to bring this person to help out. But I don't think that anyone ever said that shot-calling was the issue with TSM last year. Um, it was more just like the the basic communication levels with the support and jungle. That's okay. why I don't think it's that big of a deal. I guess like when when people criticize TSM for their world's performance, it was like they they load into the map and they sit around and don't do anything and let the opponent yeah. like walk all over them. And I I was I was I, I'm pretty sure like I think a lot of criticism was just like their TSM are not decisive enough and they're not like no one's taking charge or they're just like too scared to do anything. I mean, I mentioned so, like, a lot of that comes out of a lack of communication, though, right? Yeah. Like, you could see well, if I don't, Mark, I don't know if I agree with that, just because if you read Doublest Player, like, Tribune article, he was like, people were scared. He said yeah. the, the, the whole environment of the team was warped and no one stepped up to be a leader and, like, get people out of it. And I think I mentioned this before, you know, uh, if you look at, like, the TL Dota winner interview, the Team Liquid guy, he talked about, like, how his team was in a very similar mindset, lost on day one of the playoffs, and then, like, he would just start screaming at the top of his lungs before games to, like, amp people up. And um, I think that's why, you know, communication issues and, and the roster moves make a lot of sense, but the world-specific problems did seem more of, like, a, a like, mentality-in-the-moment kind of choking thing. Do you, do you agree that it's similar to the Yellow Star issue then, Mark? 
No, I think it's potential. Like, I would just say, like, the world's performance is thing is like not what I would point to for this. I understand it looks similar, but I think it would be two different issues. Like, I would hope day one of the LCS, they're not feeling the same pressure they felt in the group stage of Worlds as things yeah, are going wrong. Caller's supposition is that it's the it's similar to the Yellow Star situation in 2016. Do you? Oh, do you disagree with that? Basically, like if I if I just step in here real quick, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say, like I'm not I'm not trying to say like Mithy is a or Mithy and Zen, like the changes they made are a stand for Yellowstar. I'm just saying that like it seems that when they really shake up the the team environment, they always struggle for quite a while um, before they kind of get back into the groove of things. And like I I suspect TSM to like pick it up um, later on in the split or or, or next split. I just think that like that initial change has really affected them and like they're going to be feeling it for a while. I, yeah. I I'm I'm down with that. Like I like, you know, with Yellowstar, they still made the finals. They finished the regular yeah. season six. No more like because it was best of ones back then, too. They get into playoffs, best of five. They beat some people. They look all right before losing closely to CLG. It was, I mean, it was a five game series. So um, I, I could easily see TSM doing the same thing. I would still bet on TSM finishing very high up. Maybe not in regular season if these kind of problems persist, where it seems like there's synergy problems between Mithy, Mike Young, and the rest of the team. But I I think that they'll still do great in playoffs. Uh, what was your yeah. analyst desk argument? You said you said Mark sucks. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't saying like Mark sucks. You I were think saying that Mark whole, sucks. I believe that that whole like section felt really really awkward, especially because I I know it's like something new and like people aren't used to doing it. So. And as well as like people watching it, they're not really used to it. But it seemed like, um, uh, like there was just a, a completely narrowing in on what Bjergsen was doing without like a real explanation of the context of what was what else was happening. I know some people kind of, I'm not I'm not anywhere near a draft expert. Where we're criticizing like TSM's draft, they're also criticizing uh, how the bot lane played and how Mike Young was playing. And I I think Bjergsen played actually really well for the tools he was given and of course he wasn't he, he was qu- quite passive are you when calling his teammates team is, tools yes <laughs> but when his entire team is kind of like suiciding around him like is it really a, a good idea to like throw yourself into the fire alongside them or just sit back and like stand behind a wall and not like flash over for like 10 seconds yeah so i think Clarity on what we're saying is very important. I think we weren't super clear. And we also ran out of time. Like at the end of that segment, we were supposed to give him like a letter grade. Uh, but we just like ran out of time in the segment as well as like I don't think we established why we did that segment. Imagine because... if the grade was an F. It's like... No, it was <laughs> we ran out of time. Like, we're supposed gonna... to give him an F. It was gonna be like an A. Like it was gonna be high. It was gonna be like he played great. He's a mechanical god. Like I don't think you can see a Zareth mechanically play that much better. Um, and the reason we tunneled on Bjerg was because there's already like a front page post about him after one day. And to go as in depth on a topic as as we want to, we need to decide before the game starts that yeah. that's like our our intent. And mm-hmm. so um, it does seem awkward, but in some ways I do think it was a good game because that was literally the kind of game people are, are critical of him for where he performs well, but the team loses. And true. Uh, and uh, I think the, with respect to the draft, you know, like you ban rise, a champion keen doesn't play to get him to play his preferred champion, which is Azir. So he takes Azir, and then you pick an off meta counter in Zareth. And because Jat and I were watching from his perspective the entire time, there were things he was doing, like prioritizing pushing minions over going for poke. 
he never put Keen below 75% HP on his own accord. The only time he did that was when they traded summoners off a gank, um, which was mechanically played fantastically. And so the point Jat and I were making was like, he played great. And in no way is this loss at all attributable to him. But like, was it a Hooney level performance? Was it like he, he crapped on a substitute mid laner with the counter pick that he chose to go for? No. And I think that's, that's kind of how we want to, to put, you know, position it was what I said at the top of the show as well as what Jat said was he's not the problem, but he's not the solution right now. And mm-hmm. he's just, he's playing well. He's absolutely playing well. He's playing great. And I think if you watch that, that segment back, I don't think we ever said he played bad or anything. But Kato, you got two conversation points on the show. So I know I have to yeah, move. Yeah, I'm, I'm cashing in. Yeah. Thank you though for, for calling in. Yeah, thank, yeah, thanks for having me. Sorry about the question confusion there. No, worries. no, no problem. But generally, everybody. He's gone. Mark, uh, no, really no, quickly, topic. I want to take a sponsor break. We don't have a sponsor, so I'm just taking this break as the sponsor of the show. And point out, I want to give a shout out to somebody. Uh, Kelly will be excited about this. Yeah, there's I a, know. There's a guy named Fenron Jenkins who donated Fuck $15. Yeah. He said, next to Polio is on me. Uh, Kelby, do you want to explain who Fenron Jenkins is for the, the Twitch chat? Fenron Jenkins is my favorite Total War Warhammer 2 streamer, and we've been we've been raiding his his channel as of late, and uh, just hanging out with him. And he does he he gets like twenty viewers or like twenty to thirty viewers when he streams. So but it's like but he cute, knows the league. It's a it's a cool little community of, of yeah, yeah, people yeah. that watch all of his stuff. And uh, did yeah. they is the expansion out now that he was supposed to have the. That- no, it's not out, and I I don't think he still has early access. Okay. Wait, what is the name of the game company again? Uh, Creative Assembly. Oh wait, we can just we can just use Total War. So, I would say I mean I don't know how many of you guys will do this right now, but uh, <laughs> you want to explain the story about what happened with his access or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So they have an expansion for the game coming out called the Tomb Kings. Like they're releasing a new race, and you know you pay and you get to play this new race on the campaign map and stuff. And, you know, they have an early access program where a bunch of YouTubers and uh, they're not really big on Twitch yet. Like they don't really follow their Twitch community as much. I get the feeling, but they they give early access of the content to all these YouTubers and they create, you know, content about the new campaign and stuff. And Fenron, who's like one of the most active and most viewed Total Warhammer 2 streamers. And I know I said he doesn't get very much viewership, but the game doesn't get a lot of viewership on Twitch in general. Um, he got left out of the early access program, so we were sad. Because he's such a great brand ambassador for the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, if, if you guys all want to help me, uh, you can go to the Total War Twitter account, and you can tweet at them and say... Like Travis and I did. Yeah, like we did. It didn't, it didn't seem to work. Maybe you guys can help us. You can tweet at them and say, this is, you know, if you don't donate, you don't want to do anything else, just do do me this favor and say, at Total War, where, uh, when is my boy, hang on, we almost got it, when is my boy at, friend, it's, what should we say, early access, Kelby? Yeah. Jenkins getting his early access. Just tweet that at them. So that, that I just typed it in Twitch chat at Total War. When is my boy Fenron Jenkins getting his early access? He'd be helping us all out a lot because uh, you know it's Twitch. You know I I love YouTube. It does a lot for me, but we want the Twitch community to also get cool things and for communities to realize that too. So just tweet that at them, and then uh, that'd be great. And we thank uh, Fenron for his contribution to the show. All right, sponsor message over. Mark, go for it. Who's next? Bing, bing. 
Bang back. Bub, 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 bub. Hello. Yes, Hello. I am back. Uh, oh, I like this guy's voice. Yeah. Um, I don't. Loco figured out how he's a he's a Korean dude, and I think Seattle, right? No, I'm in Berkeley. Damn it. Okay. Well, Loco very uh, close told me, to how, me. To, how to say his, <laughs> his name, and I I fucked up. It's um, Bang Bang. Yeah. Exactly. That one. Yeah. Uh, and he's in Berkeley. How's Berkeley? Cold as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's been chilly recently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice down here. Uh, what do you What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about League of Stopwatch. So, I honestly think all the like, there's been it's been such like a circle jerk around Stopwatch. I think I feel like Stopwatch isn't as big of an issue as people make it out to be. I definitely think it's like a part of a larger issue right now, especially with how long a lot of games tend to be. Um, and so, like, if you think about it in terms of LCS games and just in terms of solo queue, I feel like the whole like relic shield coal overheal bullshit in bot lane is really what's stalling out games and the lack of bruisers in the top lane. So I feel like stopwatch is just kind of like facilitating all of that. And it, it's, it, it kind of frustrates me how big of an issue people make it out to be. Yeah, I, I like feel this like, topic. I feel like stopwatch isn't as bad as double relic shield bot lane. That's my yeah. Uh, Mark, why? Yeah, you want to respond to that? Well, so I think the the inspiration tree as a whole like seems overtuned in the sense where like everyone goes it basically everywhere, and part of that is like the other options just like aren't great, um, and so you see people going that fleet footwork in the bot lane is absolutely a, well not fleet footwork but I think that the the relic shield overheal combining with that makes it so like lanes are just focused on scaling and getting out of lane. Uh, and bot lane is one of the more active parts on the map. Generally speaking, like you always try and break bot turret first because that's where the TPs go and stuff, all that. Um, so I, I would largely agree. I think if you you change that up, the game starts speeding up. I think top lane actually is in an interesting space. You have a fair amount of carries up there right now with how there's double tanks and jungle and support. You see things like GP, Vlad, Lucian top, uh, Camille's getting banned out all the time because it's very powerful right now. Nar, um, you don't see much Maokai or anything. The only tank you see played blind is Orn, mm. generally speaking. So I think I think I like I like top lane, um, but yeah, Inspiration Tree needs to get looked at as well as the overheal stuff with Relic Shield. There was a thread about this on the sub, right? Yeah, everyone was was complaining about stopwatch, and I agree. In a slow competitive, like in, in competitive, where the game is slower, uh, you you focus much more on accumulating micro leads into like backbreaking plays, where like you shove in mid, and you shove him in, and you chunk him out, and eventually he can't match your rotation, and you four man bottom, and then you destroy them. And with unsealed spellbook having more TPs in mid lane, generally speaking, because you can take them. You can take masteries for lane, then swap to global and macro focus masteries, um, as well as, like you said, the stopwatches kind of de-incentivizing dives. Even though you can use them offensively, they're much more powerful defensively, ends up in a situation where these dives that you're used to seeing bot lane get like really crazy. It, it feels like it's a little bit harder to set that up because people just don't get, don't get poked out as easily in bot lane. The official League of Legends Facebook page has now updated their profile picture to the stopwatch icon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's I probably that, a bad sign for it, right? I feel like that when they yeah. do that, it's normally a sign that that stuff is about to happen. Yeah, I just don't want people... 
don't stopwatch either. Like, it, there's there's a lot of things. Like, if you just remove stopwatch and kept fleet footwork, like, yeah, the game would speed up a little bit probably, but you, you're going to have other issues. Yeah. Yeah, and I think especially, like, when you look at a lot of the LCS games, Tom, Kench, and Zillion are also coming back. I feel like that just delays games so much more. And we were talking about this in the, uh, in the waiting room, actually. It just makes it so that, like, you get into these super, super late game situations where, like, everyone's just scared. And then Tom, Kench, and Zillion just just your undo button it just stalls out even longer i don't mind tom kench because at least he says well i do mind tom kench <laughs> but i don't hate him uh because at least he offers global map mobility so if like a better team ends up with tom kench i feel like he probably does more to accelerate the game than slow it down but in close close games yeah you, you might see him cut in on the number of engages a team is willing to make mm. when is um I mean, we saw games Games are going pretty long this weekend, right? Like, overall, the game time was pretty... It felt like that, at least to me. Uh, yeah, overall, game time is up a fair amount compared to uh, last year. Do we like that? Game. No. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like it. I gotta work really late. Um, I think part of the other thing is, like, even last year, games would be kind of slow in the early game, and then there's just, like, a lot of... Uh, team-wide snowball mechanics like if you get rift herald that's like a huge thing baron buff is like super super strong so right now it's even slower in terms of the, that early game and then you still have these like super powerful things cool well thanks but bong bong how do you one more time it, it's bang 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 yeah, bang thank yeah. you thank you for calling in thank uh, you so much stopwatch things voice of reason among the many concerned individuals regarding the, the stopwatch situation. All right. Uh, so who else do we got? Uh, we got a lot of a lot of donations coming in tonight or subs. Dragonborn two hundred six. Nemo heals Krulis. The Bower. Uh, Onijoa Brony Chan. Some of these weeaboo names I just can't. Uh, Onid Onija Bronic. Brony Chan, Staten 70, and Omega Diamond Zinc. Don't worry, guys. There's some more of you. We'll get to you. Uh, just squeezing them in between the calls. We got Matt on the line. Matt, where Hello. are you calling from? Uh, from uh, Victoria in Australia. Ah, what time is it there? Uh, it's around afternoon, 4, 4.13 p.m. Okay. and But it's uh, it's Tuesday there, right? Uh, yes. How is Tuesday. tomorrow? How is tomorrow in terms of what? Like the weather or... Like, yeah, I mean, the, the what's day. the future like? Yeah, what is is what? Can you tell me what crypto looks like? Has anything like? happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love to I'm trying to make some money. <laughs> if there's a crash, <laughs> I need to sell right now. <laughs> Nothing uh, too far has gone. Okay, thank you. E everything, everything's still fine. <laughs> okay, thank God, because cool. I've been worried. Uh, what did you want to talk to us about, Matt? Um, well, I've been following TSM for around five years, and this could be my final year, but I do think. I think I, I think TSM should be fine. I think a lot of fans are just a bit concerned over the first two games. I think TSM will pick it up over week two. So I I, I think I, I will still be following TSM, but I, I am very concerned at the moment from how they are playing. Um, I think Mike Young feels a bit nervous as well as like their jungler. I feel like the first game he was focused on farming, sort of like the old Spen where he would just farm a lot and didn't do much because in the first game as well, uh, Mike Young only had one assist in the whole game, and Gradus had Knight, um, who was Etsmithy, and yeah, I don't know. I think I think TSM 
should be doing better after week one. But yeah. Before we get into the situation with TSM, I'm curious. So you said that you you followed TSM for a long time. This might be yeah. the last year, but you think it won't be because they're going to get better. Does that well, mean, I mean that you? I mean, you're not saying I that because you're afraid they're going to get relegated. So. No, I don't, I don't think that. I know it sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but I, I mean, I think TS, I think the reason why they got Ed Smithy and Ben is because they wanted. I don't know. They because Ben and Misty was so hot at the moment in EU, and they were doing so well. They thought, oh, okay, we'll, we'll bring them over, and they'll help us. But maybe they, I don't know. I think they got too arrogant by bringing them over. I but my question is, like, why would you stop following them? Is right. it because is, you sound like a Fairweather fan, <laughs> right? It's like I've been following them You've for a long time. Five years. Who knows <laughs> if I'm gonna keep following them if they keep this performance up? You're not there you, to stick around for them if they're not on top of the game. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like they're not the same TSM as they used to be, and that sounds a bit arrogant. But I don't know. It just feels like they, they only grab these players because they want to be number one, and then they ended up losing the first two matches due to them not clicking as well. I, I mean, I, I probably will stick to them, but I don't know. It just feels like TSM aren't the same TSM as they usually are. They're more focused on the players' work as. I don't know. Yeah. How so. much do you care about like player personality? Because like double lift was pretty different from them. Biofrost was like all around considered and the same with Sven, like great people, like really nice guys. Is that like something that drew you to them a little bit more over the last couple of years? And now that it's gone, you don't know Sven and Mithy that well. You're, you're just yeah. less invested. I mean, I really like Biofrost. I think Biofrost was a really underrated support, and I think he did really well last year at Split. And he worked quite well with Double Lift as well. I think this Ben and Miffy aren't used to the NA play style as much as well due to them being from EU. Um, and I think, yeah, I think, I, think, I think they just got rid of Double Lift and Biofrost for the wrong reasons. And, yeah, picking up this Ben and Miffy might have been a bad option, but I still think Ben and Miffy will learn over time because they've learned through going to Origin and then to G2. So I think they do have time to grow, but I don't know. Just be interesting to see how that works out as well. And so getting back to what you were talking about, you're, you, I mean, you're basically raising the discussion point of you think TSM will bounce back from this and we'll see them uh, do well again. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to still follow that. Like, I probably will be still following them, but I just feel like, they need to relax and calm down and then try to focus on winning you're matches. The, you're the second person uh, who's mentioned the calming down for for TSM as a strategy. I don't I don't know where do you do you feel like they're do you feel like it's just the pressure that's that's causing them to to hand, like I'm just curious why everybody keeps proposing the calm down situation. They seem pretty calm on stage. They're not like ah. no, I, I think they're calm on stage, but I think that they've been a bit arrogant. They feel like, oh, okay, we're, we're being the number one team for a while. Like, we're going to destroy everyone. We've got these two brand new imports from EU, Spen and Miffy. We're going to destroy everyone. They got stomped by TL because Double Lift was absolutely wrecking them. And then in Game 2, they, I don't know, Game 2 was a bit weird, but I, I, I don't know. I just feel like TSM need to try to focus on as a team and then they should be fine next week. Yeah, I mean, I think... Look, they, they changed out 60% of their roster. A lot of the other teams did too, but uh, I don't think anyone should expect them to perform the same way that they did uh, last year right out the gate, right? Yeah, but I, I think people do. That's the problem. I think people always expect 
iTunes or TSM because the TSM they have a huge name no matter where they're from. Like even I follow them from Australia, so TSM have a huge name no matter where they are. So there's always these huge expectations, even though, like you said, sixty percent of their team is brand new, and people still think, oh, they should automatically be good. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you for your call. Twitch chat is yep. very uh, uh, angry right now because you're not saying anything controversial, but I think it's oh, a very reasonable thing that you're saying, right? Which is like, I followed TSM previously. I might not in the future because it feels like they changed, but I think there's a chance they can get better, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's a nice thanks, Australian thanks, thanks for Yeah, thank you for coming on. Thanks, thanks for letting me on. I think yeah. it's good that you guys do this and talk to fans and everything. It's oh, thank thing. you. Well, I think it's good that all the fans call in and talk to us. Twitch chat. Thank you. (laughs) All the fans. Every single one of you get on here. Yeah. All the donators, at least. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Where are we at? I had the really crazy one. Okay. Staten 70. Omega Diamond Zinc has resubbed. Dara King has subbed. Rayma 39. Rocket Orange, which sounds a lot like Rocket Mortgage. The new sponsor of Hundred Thieves, and uh, Xantos has subbed. So, so Shotgun, you were originally in the waiting room. I brought you back because I saw in the subs chat that you were saying that your lightning or your house got hit by lightning. You lost your internet, and Mark wasn't bringing you back into the waiting room. Uh, it's hard to do this. You want to try to switch jobs? No, no. I'm, I'm just saying what uh, more could, Mark. The takeaway wasn't about you. There it was the lightning hitting his house. Can we go into that? Yes. Yeah, please. Uh, it should be all good now. We we got bombarded by lightning for a minute. Um, I'm in Ohio, and it's supposed to be fucking cold right now, and yeah. it's not. It's really weird. Well, thank you for the sub. If there's anything we can do about the lightning, please let us know. What um, is what is really not cold in yeah, Ohio right now? Like, can you define that? Uh, well, not cold is pretty much anything above 10 degrees when it's January, but right now it's like 65, so it's actually like wow. nice out. Damn. For for even like springtime, that's nice out for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thank you. You've been on the show previously, I believe. Uh, maybe last week. Yeah, last week. Yeah. Uh, what's your? What do you want to talk about this week? Uh, I mostly came in here to talk some mad shit on behalf of One Hundred Thieves uh, because I think they looked awesome in their games this week. I think less so against Optic and more so against CLG. I think a lot of the issues in the optic game was like optic had a big lead but then uh they just kind of blew it they didn't do anything with it they ended up just trading towers with their lead rather than pushing an objective and not trading uh but then 100 thieves had this like really good scaling comp but in in the clg game they just looked really really fantastic uh there's a a clip going around on reddit and on twitter of stixay just running face first into a ryu (laughs) malzahar ult I, I can post that one in the Discord if you want. Uh, yeah, or the Twitch chat, whichever you want. Yeah, whatever you want to do. That that's a funny clip. Uh, it was a I saw a tweet that was going out, and it was like, you know, people dying or whatever that subreddit is, and it was like, man runs to his own death or something, yeah. <laughs> and they linked that clip. The, the tweet that I saw was never seen someone so eager to die, and wow. it's just yeah. him running straight into it. <laughs> AD carries have that uh, have that tendency, I think. Yeah. Well, t- to be fair to them, it is like mechanically uh, a mistake that happens. Like I'm pretty sure the same thing happened to Sven, 
maybe he just straight tunneled, but like you just misclick and like sometimes you have like speed ups on and stuff like Lulu's. In that right. Case, you just uh, run straight into him. Yeah. Like that one misclick sends you like 200 units closer. Yeah. It still looks fucking dumb and shouldn't happen, but. <laughs> right. So were you uh, the one uh, that called was... in? Sorry. Uh, really quickly. There, there was one. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. go. You go. <laughs> Ohio. Oh, there was one other like crazy moment in uh, 100 Thieves game where like Acadian uh, in the first game had like a perfect engage onto Cody Sun's Kogma in the back line and then like just flashed off of a free kill. Like he did half of his combo and then just flashed away. I have no idea what the hell that was about. <laughs> so you just here like to rag on the teams that you beat to the, this week? So wait, Kinda, were, you, I, were you the one that called last week and said 100 Thieves is going to be awesome? Yeah, okay. um, and I'm calling to reassert that notion and say that yeah. I, I I think they they look really strong, and I think that they probably look better than most people had in their power rankings. And yeah. I, I think a big part of that is just I think the duo lane has more synergy than most people thought. I, I am. Oh, go ahead, Kelby. We're all I was going to say. Other, I don't know why. So I th- I think that the clutch gamers was pretenders. I think that hundred thieves might actually be the real deal uh i wasn't i wasn't super impressed with their win over optic especially since i think optic is one of the two weakest teams in the league probably um but their win over clg was real nice and uh like though just the way that they played in their energy like uh i don't know i get this like i've always had this thing where like if meteos cares man like he will be really, really good. Like I, I'm a full believer in in uh, Medios if like he's on it. And like I don't know, he just it seemed like he had a lot of energy, passion on stage. Um, that that team has so much talent on it, uh, especially yeah. if like they're all playing really well. And like CLG like had a bad week, but they like they put a hurting on CLG and they they just looked pretty good. Um, the only concern I have is that they're they are overrated in one department and that is their uniforms their uniforms are are massively baseball tee is not doing it for you no no it's not I the baseball tee on those. It's, it's not the baseball tee it's that you have different logos on the sleeve versus the breast so you have the all white logo on the breast and the red tee on the sleeve and then the like they did a great opening video for rocket mortgage i thought it was fantastic but yeah. I'm sorry, the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans logo does not look good blown up on a jersey. It's just not something that looks nice. The, what about that versus the Omen by HP logo on the CLG one? Because they're similar, similar situation, right? Uh, I don't like the CLG jerseys in general. Like, jersey, CLG jersey without any logos on it, I don't think looks good. All right, so, so what's your number one jersey then? I like the TSM jersey. It's pretty clean. Um, I also like the TL jersey. Uh, from the new teams. What teams do you rep at Twitch, Kelby? Shut the fuck up. Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> it's TL and TSM. <laughs> Literally. Well, also, C- also C9. Um, but um, Newer teams, are the, yeah. Are the newer teams? Mm, Please don't say GGS. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> I, Mustard's well, see, a good color. I maybe it's going to pain me to say it. I don't know. Actually, maybe hundred thieves is the best of the new teams, but, uh, 
but I just don't, I think it's overrated. Like Fionn had that tweet about like, you know, it being like mm-hmm. number one and then second is everybody else. And I'm just like, no. You're talking about the logo? Uh, I, I like the Guardians logo. I actually do like the Guardians logo. And I, yeah, like, their I, heard... I like their jerseys and their looks a lot, actually. I like that they switch colors based on if they're uh, red team or, or blue side or red side, which I think is kind of cool. I think a lot of teams are going to be doing that. I like Optic having the the players. I forget which shoulder it's on, but they have the uh, their the country. country. Yeah, I like that. So uh, while I have you here, Shotgun, sorry, now that we've done our little fashion show segment for the episode. Uh, you yeah. last week said you were a 100 Thieves fan. I forget, did we talk to you about why you became a 100 Thieves fan? A little bit. Um, it's because I'm I'm in Ohio and I'm, I'm a Cleveland sports fan. Yeah. And when Dan Gilbert put the investment forward, I got really excited. I was kind of like a like in like I was into the sports, like the esports scene, but I wasn't into a team as much like i kind of followed tsm and c9 because they were the big na teams and then at worlds i became a huge misfits fanboy. but um beyond that i haven't i didn't really have a like motivation to follow a team and now i i feel like i really have that because i'm supporting something more local yeah i am very curious uh i'm very curious about the hundred thieves situation because okay so you mentioned that there are sports uh, or that you came in because you're a sports fan of, of your local sports leagues and you know that they're involved here. I just think 100 Thieves right now seems, if especially if they do well in the league, they seem poised to take over just a huge amount of the fan base. People love Nate Shot. Like, can you imagine last year saying brand new team joins and then they get 100K subs and their house tour gets 400,000 views? They're, the heist is getting 200,000 views? Like, they are... They are they have very marketable players too. They are compete like the heist is so good too. By the way, like I don't know if you've actually seen all of it, but it's, I live it's with the guy who makes it. Better. I have some criticisms of it, so I can't be biased in either way. What I would say <laughs> is, it is not unique content, but Nate Shot is so much better than anyone else who has been in that content before. We're gonna give a hundred percent. I can agree to that. Hundred percent. One hundred. One hundred. I actually applied for that job, Travis. So tell your roommate, Gigi. Well, he worked. He worked for One Up. He was the editor on Breaking Point. So you, uh, it was going to be hard for you to compete with that. But um, blame nepotism yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, yeah no, I just I, came I, here to yeah, talk you're, shit on your Yes. I, I gotta, just I gotta think talk some gonna... shit back. Okay. Real quick. Okay. Mid jungle two v two, optic game. I think it's like 15 minutes in. They yeah. missed first blood because fucking Ryu can't hit a rise cue, so they put him on Malzahar the next game. Come on, man! That shit's <laughs> yeah. so hard to watch. He he missed a lot of skill shots. I I <laughs> won't defend 100 Thieves as much in game one because that was honestly more of just like Optic looking like they're running around with their heads cut off. And and just a little side note for like because Afro moves on our team now. CLG kind of looks the same way. They look like they were just kind of running around with their heads cut off for a while. Like they, they seem like they're a team without a shot caller. They're all good players, but I, I feel like they're lacking a voice that just tells them, all right, this is what we got to do and how to do it. And if you listen to like Afromu, especially like you guys on the analyst disc did that I'm helping bit where uh, Afromu is doing that call on the Baron when Cho has to flash in and he's just keeping everybody calm and cool and he knows exactly yeah. when he's going to alt and he's explaining that to them. I think that's the type of thing that some of the other teams are missing. Um, even kind of to a lesser extent TSM because I feel like Bjerg is a decent shot caller, but sometimes if you listen to like the mic checks and stuff, he's just talking about information that's not relevant to the game. 
I've got and, a, and that's just something I've noticed. Shotgun, uh, we we have to move on to the next caller, but really quickly, Hundred Thieves or Echo Fox? Who's gonna be? Oh, stronger? that's a tough one because I actually like Echo Fox quite a bit. I'm I'm a big fan of all the players. I'm kind of one of the few like actual Dardock fans as well. So I'm gonna go Hundred Thieves because they're they're my boys. But Echo Fox is a really strong team. Yeah, because I feel like they occupy the same same role right now as both people are looking at them as like oh. Some interesting stuff going on here. Maybe these guys are going to be good. Uh, I feel like Echo Fox has the edge right now. I don't know, Mark, what you think, but I'm uh, I'm interested to see how both of them do. I think Echo Fox wanna, does as I, well. I want to see Hooney versus Someday, and that'll be like the real deciding factor for me is just how that matchup specifically plays. Um, and, and the whole team as a whole in general, but like Hooney versus Someday is a big part of how this works for me. Shotgun, yep. I hope you resolve your lightning issues. Uh, be careful out there. And uh, Thank you. I hope to hear from you. Maybe you can. we'll invite you on once they've won spring finals and you can do another victory lap. <laughs> sure. Make sure to clip this and post it all over the 100 Thieves Discord. All okay. right. Thanks. Yeah. Secretly made shot. No downtime. Menbong. How's it going? Where are you calling from? Hey, how's it going? I'm calling from Houston, Texas. Uh, thank two you. From yeah, two from Houston. Thank you for. Are being you a clutch a fan? Sorry. Yeah, I'm totally a clutch fan, man. Nice. Thank you for being a sub, by the way. Uh, oh, what? No what did you want to talk about? I just want to tell every TSM fan and the fanboys who are like on the bandwagon just for them being like NA's, you know, Yankees or whatever, to calm down. Like the fans, not the team. The team doesn't need to calm down. They're doing fine. Uh, not necessarily in win losses, but. And yeah, they lost to Team Snickers, by the way. And so. if you can, if you can get your mic a little closer to, you're a little quiet. All right, yeah, I know I had some mic issues before. No, it's good. Sorry about that. All right, so that I think everyone just needs to kind of calm down. And I hate the comparison between this and 2016. It's like, oh, well, they brought over another European support and blah blah blah. So obviously, it's the exact same thing. No, it's not the exact same thing. I think it's more of finding synergy between like, cause everyone was hyping up TL this year, obviously for good reason. Cause people have synergy that's built in, but you have three different parts of the map that don't like have innate synergy with each other. Like bot lane has their own synergy. The solo lanes have their synergy. And then Mike young has to find a place to fit in there. And then the two jungle picks that he's had, I mean, I think Shivana was picked 10 times across all major five regions and only won nine. I mean, only won one and lost nine, excuse me, across all five regions. And it just doesn't seem like they're cohesive enough, whether in draft and like their prep yet. And I think that has a lot to do with just not everyone being on the same page. But I think I told uh, my question, my my statement to Mark was that by like week four. So like after week four, I think TSM is going to have it figured out because week five, they play clutch and then CLG. And I think they'll have it like kind of on track because they should have two wins one being Optic this week, and then one being GGS the week after that. Yeah. And you're saying if week four goes bad, that's when they're supposed to panic? I think that's when the concern that we're seeing now is more legitimate, but I'm not going to be concerned, not because, like, oh, I trust Reggie and Reggie's a god or anything. I just think that the what the steps that they've taken over the offseason are a whole lot better from when they like when this used to happen and when we had best of ones, and best of ones have never been friends for TSM. Uh, except for if you look at like Katowice or whatever, but uh, that having song there um, 
you know, all the fanboys and fangirls love that Lust Boys back, you know, but like TSN's macro play, I can't see him. Uh, so it's pretty tough right now to like watch these games, but still see Bjerg playing really, really well. And then Hanser like doing things like that first blood against TL. I saw it the whole way. I don't know how there wasn't a ping on the map. I watched it twice. There was no communication. Hanser does it late. And then the draft for the second game versus FlyQuest, I thought really wasn't well thought through. It wasn't like a cohesive draft. So there are problems there, but for TSM fans to be shooting up, you know, flares and everything and flaming Bjergsen or saying he's the problem, you know, TSM and everything. So that, that that's my big point is that I don't think that anyone should be really worrying about TSM right now. If you want to have a time to worry, do after week four. Well, it sounds like you're suggesting the other teams should be worrying about TSM because they're going to come online in the next couple of weeks. Oh, well, I, I totally think that. I think a lot's going to change, too. Like once this, I think the caller from Berkeley was talking about the meta right now. Yeah. Once that changes, I think adapting, whoever adapts to it first, and I, th I believe in song and people like Rapid Star and also, you know, the Clutch City staff, uh, like Empire and all of them from Misfits. You know, I talk about this with a lot of guys in my, we, I have an amateur league that I'm a part of, like, find me off at of LCS. It's a fraternity thing, but we talk about this a whole lot and that with the staff of TSM and stuff, uh, we have a lot of trust in them as TSM fans, but we're not going to be so reactionary. Cause I think what we hear in a lot of TSM fans that they're the loudest voice. Cause there's so many of them, but what you'll hear from them is the loud minority. Cause I, at least I like to believe that the majority of TSM fans are rational though. The loud people would have you think otherwise. Yeah. All right, so everybody needs to calm down. If you're if you're worried about TSM, you shouldn't be worried about TSM. If you're not worried about them, you should be worried about them because they're coming for you. That's what it sounds like. You also it sounds like you. I don't want to spend too much time on this because we we need to get a couple more callers in. But it sounds like you think Clutch is going to come in soon. I think Clutch has a really really good um, like staff and base right there. I know Solo is kind of like everyone's meme in top lane, but like when he played against Lorlo in a matchup of GP versus Vladimir, when Vladimir should uh, win that lane, Vladimir's really like strong right now, in my opinion too, but that uh, he, he's going to be able to get facilitated more. And I think people still underrate Hakuo and Apollo for whatever reason. Uh, and that once once Febovin and Lyra have like better communication there, that kind of like what Mark and Jad have been talking about on the analyst desk, that they'll be probably a top three jungle uh, mid duo. When I think of premier North American carries, <laughs> Apollo just jumps straight into my mind. Oh, right I don't now. think I don't think he's premier by any means. I'm not putting him up there, but he, well, when you, you know. say underrate, like where do you, where do you where would you put Apollo? I'd probably put him uh, top half. I mean, obviously, I think Clutch is going to make, I think, not like as a fanboy, but because of like their jungle mid. And I think bot lane is a, you know, a stable thing. I put him top five, like top five, tower six. He's going to make the playoffs. So, I mean, if you want to go by that logic, well, they may playoffs, So he must be a top five or six eighty carry. But I think he's top six for top five. But I think most people underrate them when they're going against like some of these bigger names, like, Oh, all and Adrian and playing against Dignitas. And it's like, I think they could go even or even win that lane. They won lanes against uh double lift and bio last year that they shouldn't have won. And, you know, had like the best CSD at 10 last year. Yeah. Um, 
I would say <laughs> I just disagree. I, I, I would disagree more with the top point. Like, you know, it's great that Solo, you know, won a tough matchup versus Lorlo, but then he got his counter pick into Huni's Nar, you know, a, a, a prominent top laner in the league and got absolutely butt blasted. Oh, no. Yeah, he's he will definitely struggle he against can we, someday. Can we refrain from using that phrase on the show, Mark? Butt blasted? It's not it's Why? not helping us get. Wait, why is the What's caller the questioning that? All right. Well, I'm questioning it too. Yeah. Why? Let's let's move on. It has absolutely no sexual connotation. <laughs> oh my god. I I think that Solo will definitely struggle against more aggressive top laners who will push him out of lane for sure, but when it comes to like the way that the what the, what he needs to do for the team that I think he'll just be fine. He just needs to be I mean, people talk about like the year of the lore low. Like Solo kind of just needs to be like some stable like piece of, I don't know, furniture upstairs. Well, that's that's why I'm scared. Is that was his job? He picked Orin yeah. and Tanar. His job was to be a stable piece of furniture. He got destroyed. Yeah, I, I look back at that first blood that he gave, and it's like he saw Zach on the ward, and then some for some reason uses his W, which makes him unstoppable, which means he knows the gank's coming because he hasn't seen Zach leave. So it was just pretty bad, like intuition on his part or you know just decision making not even intuition mm-hmm. and it's like well what are you what are you doing there that's something i feel that the coaching staff can really help him on i'm not saying they're going to make his mechanics better but better overall like game knowledge of what to decide and also him working with lira i don't know mr players coach over here so uh yeah Manbong, thank you so much i've never heard anybody say a player should be a stable piece of furniture but now I have it. I, I want to thank you for that. Hey, yeah, I appreciate it. It's a great show. I always support this. And yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's Thanks, cool man. to hear from another Houston Houston guy for uh, defending clutch. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we need to get we're, we're I can't even keep up with how quickly Mark's bringing me people. Uh, Rosantos has subbed Soret resubbed for five months. Love the show. And let's talk about how Bjerg AFK this past weekend. Uh, Star X verse subbed uh, Sliant, who was on the show earlier, donated 420 and said, I'm so sad that Casey accidentally took my Echo Fox topic. Yidna subbed and uh, Oshu has resubbed for two months. We got uh, nobody on the show yet. He's still getting it. We got, I've, now I'm up at the Fenron Jenkins sub or donation. Thank you for him. Uh, Mike Snap Spam resub for three months. OPTSM fan donated $10 and said, Hotline League is sponsored by. I'm not going to read the rest of this. Uh, Why not? It's well, good. Sponsored it's by fine. Preparation H for whenever your takes aren't taken seriously, your team sucks and you feel butt hurt. Try Preparation H. Preparation H is not an actual sponsor and does not support any takes made by Travis Kappa. Uh, Rico Suave is returning to the show. A lot of repeat callers. I guess Mark has some. Somebody's bribing Mark. I think is what I'm really. Well, I don't know. Is Rico a sub? No, Rico. Rico's recall uh, was previously on the show. No, I know what a recaller is. I and, was asking if he was a sub. Rico is a sub. Yeah, myself. Yeah. Well, there you go. You told me to pull people from the sub chat. Not well, not exclusively. We appreciate everyone here. We just appreciate the subs a little more. Travis, Rico, next we're... week I'm hosting. You're doing the shit. You've been very critical of me this week. Mark, Mark, I think you're doing. You do awesome. You're doing a great you, job. I, can we not argue? I think you both do good jobs. Can we it's not? You, can we not argue in front of the caller? <laughs> oh, don't worry. Go ahead, continue. I'm enjoying this. No, no, Rico, you deserve better. Where are you called from? Um, like I'm a I'm a recaller. I'm from New York City. I'm the Twitch that's most hated TLG fanboy. 
Oh nice. yes, yes, I believe so. There's a lot of hated CLG fanboys for in the Twitch chat. There's a guy from Washington yeah. D.C. I called one time that uh, whenever Mark, whenever Nick was on the show, he he really went in. Uh, what? So what? Sorry, what you called? Was it last week or the week before? That was the week before when you had Loco. Yeah, and what was your take again? I'm trying to remember. Um, I was saying how CLG is going to be number one. Okay. And so you've returned now, unlike the 100 Thieves guy who's who returned to do a victory lap, I assume you've cu- you've returned to apologize to Twitch chat for such a bold prediction. You have denounced your CLG faith, right? Of course not. I still think CLG is going to be number one. It's only week one. Okay. Just because they lost, they went 0-2 doesn't mean, oh my god, you know, they're the bottom team now, like for the rest of the split. Yeah. Well, Rico, so did you? Is why this what you, you wanted to it's... call? Well, really quickly, Rico, is this what you wanted to talk about? I just want to make sure we're not derailing. Yeah, I just want to talk about how, um, just I'm very upset how the game with C9 went, and honestly, I wasn't really highly upset the way they lost to 100 Ds, but I'm just upset how they lost to 100 Ds. But uh, so I honestly think that. The number one thing they have to work on is Rainover. He did fantastic the first game. He was stealing jungle. He was putting a lot of pressure on top, which was expected because, you know, everybody thinks that Licorice is going to get shitted on. And then for some odd reason, during the mid-game, they just threw it all away. Like, uh, just upsetting to watch, especially on this one team fight where they're tower diving and Darshan decides to use Orin's ulti, but misses it to return it back. You mean talking about the headbutt into the wall in the mid lane? Yeah. That was that, that was just, cute. That was just terrible. And then what happened? Whatever, like literally in the middle of the game, Rainover became Rainover from TL and just started game over throwing like I, yeah, game over. And then you could easily tell that what happened. On the first day, transitioned to the second day. Like, you know, the way someday just single-handedly just picked, sealed you apart. I just think what they got to do is sit down with Rainover and trying to make sure that, you know, you get all these, like, like stop making risky moves. Like, you know, you can tell that there were some plays that were done without, like, consulting, I guess, with the team because... I believe it was you, Travis, that mentioned that you interviewed some of the CLG players and they've expressed that, you know, it's not just going to be, you know, Biofrust or one person shot calling. It's going to be everybody that's going to put the input on things. I think they should stick to that so they can avoid, you know, dumb stuff like, oh, you know, I see, um, what's it, Sidwani there. Let me go after her knowing that somebody is right there too. Well, I think uh, game one was interesting because Sven talked about how he made mistakes starting on his weak or starting on his strong side and juggling to his weak side. So the Rengar invade was successful, and then once Rainover took over that portion of the map because GP is like a weak laning champion, he just kept abusing uh, Sven's topside jungle. And then what C9 did was like they they knew he was going to keep doing that, so they started doing brush camps in the top side to try and pick him off. And then like one time they finally stopped him, they shoved him out of their, his top jungle. Um, and they finally started getting red buffs again. Topside, Licorice lost his turret, but stabilized, stayed on 20 CS, and like that was where they were strong on the map. And it felt like they they didn't know how to extend their lead once like that one thing they were doing fell apart. 
So I, I don't know. I think that's the kind of bigger concern that people were talking about with CLG is like, how do they, they, sh- they, they play out more difficult situations now without Afro or whatever. Kelby is the man who used to run CLG. <laughs> yeah. What was this weekend like for you watching? Cause it does feel uh, Twitch chat is calling this a CLG fans, uh, uh, therapy session. Yeah. So it's just it, venting. Yeah. <laughs> what, how did, um, you, how did you feel Kelby? Uh, so like the weekend for CLG, like started pretty good. Cause the C9 game at the start was all right. And then like, I felt like just as it went on, it just got worse and worse. Um, and, and man, the, which, which game did Rainover play Rengar or was, that was it the, the first one I was talking about? Yeah. Oh man. I, so like, I haven't, I didn't watch a ton of Rainover on TL, but I just have like, man, I just, I'm not a believer in this player right now. Like, uh, like just watching him this weekend and, uh, then like hearing about how he was on TL. Like I know that rain Over used to be really, really good. I didn't watch league a ton then, but man, just, just watching the, like, I noticed one thing that he did in a team fight. And then I went back and I watched the VODs and I was just watching him. And like, I just feel like this guy is like so often just like a zero impact team fight player. Um, and like who he's laning was super sus to me. Um, especially like, like there were a couple times in lane. I was talking to Travis about this earlier where like Jensen just made who he looked uh-huh. real bad. Uh-huh. I was like, wow, this guy is like much better than you. Um, I still believe that that team has like too much talent on it. And also like Tony is, Tony's really good coach. And like, I don't know, for some reason the CLG sub has like a super bipolar relationship with Tony. But, um, I think that like they're good enough. The other concern that I have though, is like, uh, this team is like personality wise. So beta. Uh, and I hate to use, I hate to use that term. Like, no, I think it's appropriate. They're they're quiet and passive dudes. They're not. Yeah. It's just like, Oh man, you have so you have Stixay, who was microed by Afro, and then you have Bio, who learned everything that he knows from Peter, and you just throw them together, and then you have a new jungler, and you have I I I don't know how who he and Darshan are as far as like leading game efforts, but man, it, in my experience, shot balling, shot calling by community with passive personalities not good on stage really not good on stage um i I will say i know darshan's very vocal and from my understanding who he is as well in terms of like what they want to do with the game but Mm. i mean you're still talking about potentially three-fifths of a reserved personality type yeah but i i just (sighs) clg is the team right now where like i i I just don't have a super great feeling about them being a a finals contender i still think they'll finish well but i uh, i just was like it didn't look super great it's week one gerbil See, and they played good opponents they played good opponents too yeah they had a harder schedule than a lot of people yeah gerbil yeah. 2013 and twitch chat brought this up and it was actually something i was i was had in my mind as i saw it pop up he he reminded he said to remember that you know the best years of rain over his career have been with Huni at his side and it's no surprise then that uh, Huni and Rainover, in both my interviews with them, mentioned that they had originally looked to compete together. 
Um, yeah. And so what'll be interesting to me is, um, and it's not that hard to imagine a world like. I want to talk about this as we wrap up the show later on, but I think one common narrative is it feels like there's a lot of really good teams now. It's not that hard to imagine a world where CLG, I'm sorry to Rico who's on the call still, uh, doesn't place top five. And and that'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Also, a lot of people are concerned about Dardock, and if Dardock starts to become an issue at some point in time for that for Echo Fox, wouldn't it be interesting if a struggling CLG has gets, decides to trade Rain over to Echo Fox and then try to find some other jungler to bring in? That's not going to happen. Why? What? Who are you getting a jungler? Why would you just give someone a good player if you think he's good? And if he's not good, why? Because he's why not. Would he's not. You. He's from? not working well on your team. Yeah, but why would Echo Fox jungler. pay for him if and like they're going to bench Phoenix and take Demonte? He's an import. Oh yeah. This would only work if Dardock was being annoying, Phoenix wasn't good, and Rainover wasn't good on CLG, but looked good enough for Echo Fox to be interested, which is to me a pretty unlikely situation. Yeah, that was a, that was a really stupid suggestion, Impact. Travis. <laughs> Rico Suave, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I am sorry that CLG's not doing well. Um, well, th- I'm still looking forward to the second week because you still got – second week they got Clutch Gaming, which I think they might they might have a chance of winning. They can, and then you have they can beat Clutch for sure. Dude, Clutch is pretenders. Yeah, so honestly, if they can Kelby get some wins, maybe I'll get the momentum. Huh? I said Kelby just hates Apollo. I just no. I hate their social media. That's all. <laughs> Thank you, Rico. Their social media game is so weak. Can I just say two things? I just want to give a sure. shout out to Gerbil for helping me out, and uh, I love Warhammer as well. Just putting it out there. It's a freaking great game and addictive. Yeah, there you go, dude. Yeah. Thank you, Rico. A man of taste. Rico's your boy. He loves CLG, CLG. Total War yeah. Warhammer. He probably likes old chain smokers. Sea Doggy have... Dog has subbed. Hi, Mark. I don't have a ton of more time, so let's get what, through everybody. What do you? When do you need to leave? Like a little after ten. Okay. Pandemonium eighty-eight is on the show. Where are you calling from, Pandemonium? Calling from Bristol, England. Bristol, wow. England. Okay. And are you in a tunnel? No. Is my voice still weird? Yeah, it's okay. It may be you're clear. It's just a little echoey. Yeah, it's just it's it, well, a little, but yeah, yes, um, you're fine. What time is it there? Uh, six in the morning. Oh wow! And what? Why are you up so early? I came back from a night out and was like, oh my god, I actually caught one of the streams. Oh, thank you. Well, nice. so, so hopefully it was a nice night out. Going we're, hard on Monday night. Nice. We're about like to find it. out how hard of a night it was in just a moment as you ring up your question. But what do you want to talk about? Uh, my topic is that I believe that TL have a limited area of growth internationally to represent NA, and that 100 Thieves, CLG, TSM all have a greater potential. And the idea is essentially that I don't think that the carry threats on TL are dominant enough internationally beyond Doublelift to potentially do something whereas i feel like on the other teams they have individually stronger players i think jensen someday and hooney so sorry i forgot to mention echo fox 
all have a higher potential to impact internationally. Wait, did you say TSM at the start too? Yeah, I think that Bjergsen and Sven are mm. a stronger carry threat than Pobelt and Double Left. Well, we didn't see that this weekend. No, we didn't. But. He's he's saying that like you know at the end of the season when everyone's hitting their peaks or whatever right. and they're they're gelling. Best he's more in the confident West, yeah. In the best in the West bot lane, baby. Yeah, yeah, best in the West, best in the West. Um, Coming from EU, I've got to them up. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I don't know, Mark Kelby. You guys have a take on that? For me, the sad part is like you might be right. But due to the meta worlds that happened, I don't feel confident in like making generalizations about the Immortals core because we've seen Impact hold up fine internationally. We know Doublelift is like prone to making mistakes, but like it's not like he always gets completely shit on and, or whatever. And then Pobelter also doesn't get beat up too bad. But then we went into Ole, who was like this god playmaker on Immortals and like hard carrying that team with Smithy with early playmaking. And then they get like ardent meta. And it's like the worst thing you could ever hope for as like in a team that relies on Ole. It's just like neutered him basically. And if you're not in a passive support meta, how, maybe like, you know, your carry threat isn't always just who can win team fights late game. You can have like more aggressive early playmaking teams and Immortals kind of still tried to play that style, but the, the meta just like wasn't good for it. So I, I've, I have a little bit of like, you, you could be right. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it right now. I also just feel like at Worlds, uh, like the stars of your team are not what the differentiating factor is for for Worlds performance. Everybody that's at Worlds is a team of really good players, and uh, I don't feel like individual performances from your stars are what separate the top teams apart at Worlds. Like especially if you look at like Misfits this year. And how well they did um it's like understanding of the meta and also just getting over the mental hurdle that na teams have of you know like playing their game and playing aggressively and uh i nobody's gonna be a korean team so it doesn't matter but chinese teams have been trying this for forever where you import literally the best mechanical and like you know superstar players from korea to china and those players get to worlds and it doesn't matter um I so I and I just can't think of a precedent in the past where like I see a Western team that has success because like they had these players that were ahead of the game or better than the other competition internationally, except for maybe you could make that argument with um, uh, season two CLG U and Froggen because Froggen just like shit on everybody in that timeline. I would say there's like times where great players are the reason. Like the reason SKT made it so far was like Faker hard carried well, some games. But yeah, like but that is you're literally talking about Faker. Right, right. I'm agreeing. Like it's usually yeah, yeah. not like Uzi season four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uzi, Uzi, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like other than those, generally speaking, yeah, it's yeah. about like the other. Does players. NA have an Uzi or a Faker? Like we just saw Huni as great as he is in North America. We we think potentially. The most impactful player in North America at Worlds did not look anything like that. Hmm. 
NA on. sucks. It's a popularity region. That's okay. <laughs> oh the my best God, content. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, well, Kelby got muted. I don't know what. It's strange how that, that happened. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Tee-hee. Pandemonium. Do you uh, have? Oh, a- I thought I actually got muted, so I just stopped talking. No, I did mute. <laughs> um, but pandemonium. <laughs> <laughs> pandemonium. Do you have? We, we don't talk. We don't take that kind of language here. Pandemonium. Uh, so, would you have any retorts or any thoughts on any of the the stuff that these guys just said? Um, not really. I I guess I agree actually with what Kelby was saying that um, when it comes to worlds and the example of misfits. Um, a lot of the teamwork is more important than the individual. But I, I do also feel like there is a big enough skill cap between the best Asian teams and the best Western teams that it is a concern that certain teams like Liquid don't have a high enough, and I know I'm not allowed to say it, but ceiling. Right. Yeah. So Sure. I, I'm more concerned personally not about your high points, but where your low points are. And I think that across the board, TL and TSM in particular are probably the most consistent in regards to like average player skill and not having any outliers on the bottom part. Whereas with C9 potentially and Echo Fox and um, Hunter Thieves, that could exist. Where like you get exposed at a certain position where other teams are just really strong across the board and because you're not up to that level in one particular area, that part of your game falls away. Pandemonium, thank you so much for coming on the show. I wish we could talk longer, but Mark apparently has a date, so good talking to you. No worries. Thank you. He's got he's got a ten o'clock appointment on a Monday. It could be anything, Travis. People not even that, just like Twitch chat saying the same thing. It's like you guys need to realize like my face when I'm not smiling looks like I'm bored or going to kill somebody. So like I was listening to Kelby because he was making good points and that's just how my I'm face just, looks. I'm just kidding. I'm listening. You're you've been doing a good night. A good job tonight. We've just been beating up on you. I'm sorry. You can get off my balls. All right. All right I'm sorry. Kidding. I'm sorry. Sorry. Can we get the next caller? Like you're taking a long stuff. fucking time to yeah. pull somebody. <laughs> uh, okay. There you go. Hey, yeah, happy. Yeah. Uh, Tic Tac. Where are you calling from? Paddywhack. Hey, man, I'm in uh, Dallas, Texas. Oh, another oh, Texas. Texas yeah. tonight. So are you, a, yeah, are you a clutch fan? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm actually a CLG fan. Nice. Oh, okay. Man of good taste. We've got a couple of those tonight. What do you want to talk about? I actually want to call because I think it would be um, best for the development of the league if CLG and TSM kind of sucked this year. Hmm. Mm, you mean in regards to like growing fan or like encouraging people to have uh, fan interest in other teams? Or? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think parity, not only in performance, but in mm-hmm. like fan base size is probably the best thing for the league. These new teams spent, what was it, like $10 million to get into the league? Yeah. And so if TSM and CLG, you know, went 0 and 18, I feel like a lot of their fans would kind of flee and. Yeah, I and, agree. And Hundred Thieves, Optic, um, even TL, who kind of they went through it a few years ago, where all their fans left. They'd have a they'd have a chance to kind of grow their own organization, bring more people into to LCS, and it would just make a healthier LCS. Yeah. So here's my question for you: Is that aside from better results? these new teams having better results than some of the old guard. Do you think that there's anything else that 
this is actually this is such a leading question. Is there anything else that needs to go with it in order for them to maintain that? Because what if like you have a good split or you have two good splits, let's say, and the other the old teams don't do as well. But then like, you know, you can never guarantee results year over year unless you're TSM, it seems. Um, no. no, and I, I agree with you. But if you just look at, uh, you know, my background is traditional sports. I mean, if you mm-hmm. look at a team who, you know, you're kind of born into their their fan base and, right. uh you know, you, you fall in love with some of their players, maybe their coach, some of their stories, their ownership. Even if they do have a few bad, bad splits or bad seasons, you, you kind of follow them through it. And mm-hmm. so TSM, CLG, they've had the opportunity for the last six years to 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 gather these fan bases. And right. I think like a, an organization like uh, Nate Shots 100 Thieves, I think they should get the same opportunity to gather these fans. And so if mm-hmm. TSM and Cloud, uh, Cloud9 and CLG are just, you know, running the table every split, I don't think they'd have the same shot. So go ahead, Mark. I, th- I think Kelby's point a little bit is that like at that, if, if, TSM doing bad and these other teams doing well and that's why they join and they get invested in the team like you're not really in some ways fixing the problem like yes those those play, like fan bases will swell and then some people will stick with them but yeah. you're kind of just having a f- completely fair weather fan base I guess yeah. maybe Kelby that's where you were going with it yeah, like yeah, where yeah. where like the only reason they're now a fan of 100 Thieves is not anything other than to do with the fact that they're winning and you're, you're in the same situation basically you were before where now no one's watching TSM versus, like, God forbid, CLG and TSM become the two bottom dwellers of the league for a year. If that match is still only getting a hundred k on Twitch, that's not good. If if people are just watching through fair weatherness and it's like, oh yeah, the new rivalry is hundred T versus TL, you know. I think yeah, so. I disagree. Okay. Uh, I actually agree with the caller more and disagree with Kelby and Mark here. I. I think, and I'm going to base this sort of off of the what I've seen with my work, which is it, it is frustrating for me when I see really great personalities on bottom tier teams that people don't pay attention to. And it is exciting for me when I see those teams do well and people actually start to pay attention. So I'll interview a player for a year or more, and I'm like, this guy gives great interviews and is like someone who deserves a lot of fans just based off of his personality, but nobody will even check that. It won't hit the front page of Reddit. Nobody will care because the player's not winning. Uh, but what happens that's really cool is when you know players start winning, then people start looking at their interviews, and, and you start to get a lot more recognition for these other personalities. And I don't think that it comes at the cost of, it's not like they're like, I was a TSM fan and now I'm a optic fan because they're winning and I like Acadian. I think you just end up getting a lot more attention across all of the games, which I think is, is pretty good. At, and I think that's, that's fine. I, I agree to an extent, but like for hundred thieves, like, do you not know anyone on that team right now? Like as a yeah. as a general fan yeah, of league, like they they have literally the most experienced roster, I believe, in terms of games played. Yeah, but Hundred Thieves is just one example, right? Like I think, sure. Like NTL I would, is yeah. like, once like nobody again, knows definitely If Golden Guardians did well and definitely is, uh, you know, got a great uh, personality or something, you know, that'd be kind of nice. Does he have a great personality, Travis? I don't know. 
He's not been winning. I don't pay attention. Of the, of, of the top teams, who, who, <laughs> <laughs> of, the, of the top teams who like actually have a chance to do well this split, like who who do we not like somewhat know? I mean, like people probably don't know Solo that well. People who don't follow Europe might not know Forbidden. The new Forbidden, especially after like they might have learned about Fnatic Forbidden. I've heard he's a very different person now. Like, yeah, like Dark. Yeah, like, have you not heard of Dardock or Alltech or Adrian before? I mean, all people no. have heard of Alltech and Adrian, but I don't think people have ever cared about Alltech and Adrian. But, but I, I, I agree with, I agree with the fan. Like, it's nice. It would be cool if there was an opportunity. Sure, yeah. There's, but I'm just saying that His name is when Tic-Tac. they do, thank you very much. Oh, Tic Tac Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, but I'm just saying that when they do get this attention, you can't just let it sit on your laurels and be like, we're winning. You need to capitalize on that so that you can still and retain that fan base through con- the, the leading part was like, I want to see these guys do content creation, which hundred thieves is doing a great job with. But yep. like a part of the reason why TSM has all so many fans is because they stream and they do legends and legends is dope. Max, you're killing it. Keep it up. Well, and I just want to talk on Travis's point. Thank you for agreeing with me. You're genius. Your show should be sponsored. Thank you, um, man. Uh, <laughs> do you want to come on next week? Yeah, I will. Um, you know, people watch for two reasons. They watch it because they love their team and then sometimes they hate the other team. I mean, in football, that's why people watch the Cowboys. They either love them or they hate them. And so if you feel like you've been betrayed by CLG or TSM because they just kind of made these roster moves you disagree with and then they shit the bed for a split, like you you may feel betrayed by them. You may grow to hate them and then you may grow a new love for, God forbid, uh, optic gaming. Yeah. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree. I just I think Kelby's point is very important where it's like a lot of these guys – it's about growing their personal brands through the content, through streaming and this kind of stuff. Like, I don't yeah. think winning is the solution because you're going to run into the same problem where, like, a lot of players who used to be on TSM right now. It's you know, both. It's both. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Uh, Clutch could be making the best content ever, but if they're ranked ninth, people aren't going to be watching it. You got to mm-hmm. do both. Uh, thank you, Tic Tac, for coming on the show. Thank you. And thank you for the nice words. Jadek is next, if you want to go grab him, Mark. Yep. Jadek, where are you calling from? I know you weren't expecting I'm calling from Arkansas. Mark didn't prep you, so I apologize. You just suddenly heard (laughs) my voice. I talked to him a couple times already. I know he's good. (laughs) Uh, Calling from Arkansas, who's your favorite team? Uh, TSM, man. I I wanted to call and talk about a little bit of TSM hype. Uh, I'm not worried at all. We still got... We got a slow start, and what else is more TSM than a slow start? We got Sven and Mithy, who are the most proven slow starters of any bot lane that's in the Western that's big and important. Um, you know, the bandwagon fans, they're here, and they're jumping, which is fine. We're weeding out the week. We're only going to make our fan base stronger and Huddle. better. Hold, hold, hold. What is that? How do you say that in the... Huddle, the crypto thing? Yeah. They don't have crypto in Arkansas. Jadek, continue your thought. <laughs> Uh, weeding out the week, all those stupid fans get out of the bandwagon. We're fine. Uh, we still got the best player in the West, Bjerg. I, I mean, who are you going to tell me is better? Uh, pot, uh, the bot lane's still going to pop off. Mike Young, still a talent. I expect Song to rein that majestic beast in and really tame him and get him <laughs> going. You like know, Haunter is still one of the best top laners out there. Uh, I, you know, come at me. 
What I, don't, do you I think? don't know how much we have to say to that because I mean I feel like we heard we heard that a little bit and it's kind of a good way to end the end the caller thing. But Kelby, what what were you gonna go with? I was gonna say, what do you think are the odds that Reggie has made his first truly bad roster decision in replacing Peter and wait, Bio first man and Mithy? You, you say truly bad. I mean, yeah, yeah. was Yellow not bad? Uh, I mean, like we a, will forget he had Gleeb Glarbu on his team at one point in time. Th- that is true, too. I mean, both of those, big time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah both but, times they made the playoffs and they made the finals. Yeah, right. I would say the, the Gleeb one, we didn't see the experiment through because they replaced him midway through with, with Lust Boy. Right, and also, like, the players uh, that they're replacing are not exactly what Bio and Double were to TSM in regards to brand value, probably. And, and that is fair, but also Sven and Mithy are probably the biggest bottom lane in the West, arguably. And one of the biggest. What do you mean the biggest? Uh, one of the most in popular and revered and popular. Also, yeah. Would All you right. Not? Let me just hear one sec real quick. I'm oh, going to do, here, here, I'm gonna do some. Yeah. We're going to pull up Sven and Mithy's Twitter accounts and see how their popularity is in contrast so Sven has 109. 109. And what does Peter Pang have? His counterpart at Team Liquid, who TSM released 790,000. So if you took Sven and you multiplied his Twitter following by six, it wouldn't be what Doublelift has. Okay, that's fine. And then we'll you know, Doublelift has quick. the big mouth, and that that explains why <laughs> just, his Twitter following is so big. But Sven has. But the you're talking about popularity. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. To, to be fair to Jen, uh, to Sven, that dude's fucking hilarious, and TSM's a giant fan base. All their numbers go way up. Doublelift is like this grandpa of NALCS who's been here forever. I yeah. expect. I expect Sven to like hit 200, 300k, assuming he stays on TSM the whole time. Maybe 400k by the time the year's out. As long as Legends continues and they're winning and he's funny. I would say I, I could see him growing a fair amount. But the point that Kelby's making still stands. Yeah, that, that is fair. I will not argue with that. Double his mouth is... <laughs> it makes him famous. <laughs> and it's tough to replicate that in yeah, any yeah. other player to be that personable and then to be that big of a deal. Right, right. Yeah, no, uh, so... Uh, but anyways, what do you think is what's the I, I'm not worried at all because it's week one, man. So you it, think it's zero percent, five percent, ten percent? In in what sense? In regards to Reggie having made a mistake with this roster change. Oh, oh, zero percent. Absolutely. Zero percent for okay, sure. Zero gotcha. percent. They're they're going to be in the finals no matter what. I'm not gonna say that they're gonna win it because I'm excited for the They've never missed the finals. That's coming this season, but come summer worlds i mean we're we're talking this is the run so you think they're gonna do well at worlds no mike yeah, Youngkins already already what, is, no, what do you think that's a what? whole year to develop mike young with song over him what does well at worlds mean uh i mean they'll make it to groups. finals <laughs> at least, at least okay okay so they make it out of groups yeah, they make another group. Uh, well, we can have this. I wanted to, to wrap up the show with this conversation. We can have it while Jadek is here. I think it's it's fair if he wants to chime in. But uh, I nobody brought this up. But one thing we've been talking about a lot tonight are strong teams. You know, in the past, we've had three or four. I feel like there's a chance. I know it's just the first weekend that this is the strongest NALCS has ever been, and hopefully it is because we spent a shit ton of money. 
the sausages <laughs> to, to get here. <laughs> but I'm curious about Mark and, and Kelby's take on this. Uh, is, is this the strongest NALCS has ever been? And if that's the case, should the established teams like the TSMs and, and even Cloud9, who had a great weekend, be concerned because their path will arguably be more difficult than usual? Are we saying compared to like the just, rest of the world no, 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 since no, sorry, LCS has started? Total, like highest level of competition we've ever seen between all 10, 10 teams, all the players mm. within the league. You know, like yeah, the yeah. hardest to get to the finals, the hardest time you're going to have playoffs. I, a couple of players, I don't know if I've released the interviews yet uh, because I figured who said it, but a couple of players said that it feels like every year it gets harder in NALCS to compete because the teams get better. So curious if you guys think this is the best NALCS has ever been and if it'll be, you know, the hardest battle all the teams have had to, to make it to the finals and win. I, I would, would sorry, go ahead, Mark. Uh, I would say spring last year, you know, we haven't seen much of this spring, but spring last year was probably harder. Um, and it's definitely leveled up a ton since like season six and season five. It's like, you know, there's no more teammates in the league, you know? <laughs> Uh, there's no more like we're all pretty much an A team full of like players who these days would be challenger. Uh, so I think it's gotten a lot harder. But spring last year, if you remember, Envy was the 10th place team uh, and they actually had like like a 30 something percent win rate because it was best of threes and they were like a 30 something percent win rate in terms of games. So they actually like mm. won. Yeah, as a tenth place team, a lot compared to like previously tenth place teams are like one in seventeen, yeah, like two in ten, like whatever it was. So, I think it's been been trending and like as getting harder for a while now. And this one might be harder, but the season the spring split last year was, was really difficult. All right, Kelby, I was. Well, Mark gave a good answer, and I was going to. Yeah, I know. It feels like the answer should do be as yes. well. I feel like the answer should be yes. <laughs> I I was going to say yes because we've done what America does best. We've used our power and influence to go out and bring out all the good talent into this region to help make us look better. And then we corrupt them. Yeah, yeah. They'll yeah. be they'll they'll be shit players by the time they're done with us compared to, you know, like how they were previously in their other regions, but they'll be way more popular. They'll have way more money and they'll be happier. So what do you care? I think perception is big on this one because it's back to best of ones of where you don't have yeah. teams that are standing out as much as they typically would. Um, so it's going to look a whole lot more competitive just because a one off is going to make a big difference. Yeah. Best of one is exciting for broadcast, though. Oh, I'm it is. Fan. It's awesome. I'm a, it. I'm a fan of the. The yeah, best one lost to FlyQuest. Team Snickers? Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't talk about that one. Hashtag no, we do talk about that one because it's the only thing they talk about on their social media account. It, it, actually, my dream scenario for NALCS is if the guy who runs the Clutch Gaming uh, uh, Twitter account could have the Snickers relationship, that would just be amazing i would i would love to follow that twitter account uh i think he was saying we don't talk about the <laughs> loss of the game not the snickers snickers works i mean if 
if you're going to do Snickers right in this realm is you have wild turtle with a sad face and then he eats a Snickers and then he gets a smile back. That's it sells itself. Thank you so much for coming on, Judic. Good. Time. Thank you. Have a good yeah. one, guys. Yeah, I, thanks, dude. Appreciate your TSM pep talk for the people that had to <laughs> are concerned. Let's, uh, Mark. I know you got to go. You want to say do it? We'll we'll go rapid fire. <laughs> that was a. Uh, that's about. If all anyone got. is watching and you want to sub or donate <laughs> or hit up the, I'm not. The show will not be sponsored. Uh, Mark <laughs> is doing everything he can to make sure that that's happening. Uh, we need community support because no brand will want to be associated blasting, with this. Burps. MLK day. The common man, all right? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> he gets a lot um, here because Riot has begged him not to lose them State Farm. So it's just like, just take all that and put it on that show. <laughs> um, yeah, Mark, anything you want to shout out? Uh, just, you can expect the Blame game to be coming out later this week. Um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure when, but there's that. Tune into Academy on Fridays if you want to get a hot look at who's going to be taking over your favorite players positions in the coming weeks when they start losing. That's about it. Kelby. Um, I would just like to give a shout out to everything that the chain smokers did from 2014 Every to 2016. God damn, dude. Like it was so good. And I understand that, you know, they want to make different music. They're progressing as artists uh, in the way that they see is good for them. And they, they just want to make pop music and that's totally fine. I just, if you ever want to return to making EDM, we would love to have you back. That's all. Alex and Drew, we miss you. I have to really quickly uh, and want to. Uh, there, we had a whole, whole huge backlog because Mark was giving me people so quickly. So thank you to Sea Doggy Dog for the sub, Sable Flag, Rye Ninety, Bold Fontex, Boba Cola, who's been a big supporter of all, all my stuff going back for a couple years now. Uh, Drink Bleach, thank you. Uh, very inappropriate. Starlust, <laughs> uh, Leodo Ninety Nine, uh, Ichiru has subbed for uh, resub for five months. Former TSM fan donated three dollars. Gave a really long question. I'm sorry we don't have time for it. Uh, Glow, Go Clutch Gaming donated five dollars and said, "Kelby, why do you think we are pretenders? Do you not like the players, staff, anything besides social media?" By the way, we have the best new team jerseys. So thank you for everyone. I'll stick around for a couple of minutes they're after not, the show. They're not bad. And uh, and thanks to Mark and Kelby, of course, for doing the show. Uh, this has been Hotline League. <laughs>